Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Hi, chums. This is, for those of you who don't know, the first time we are answering your mail. Yeah. We used to I do mean, these, uh, like, supplementals on uh, Post-Atomic Horror so that we could, like, answer mail. And yeah, it was it was kind of slowing the review part of the show down mm. when we would stop at the end of the show and answer. So we'd like, okay, we'll, we'll stop every now and then. And, and when you're doing a show that has basically the same number of episodes per season, it's pretty easy to find a nice break. Yeah. But here, because... Batman the Animated Series was made as a daily show, mm-hmm. and its first season has 65 episodes. It's like, well... It's a real dump truck of episodes. Yeah, and and if you also count uh, the new Batman Adventures as the same series, mm-hmm. which we do, yep. then it's closer to like 100 episodes. So it's like, well, we could wait an entire year, mm-hmm. or we could pick an arbitrary point like the halfway point. So that's what we did. That was also like, it was weird figuring out how the, like, how the guests come back to... Yeah, because I like definitely wanted everyone to get one appearance, but if they only got one appearance in a whole year, that would suck too. Because mm-hmm. those are all our friends; we like talking to them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that way, basically, everyone goes back into the hopper for their second appearance in the second half. Yeah. So that's why we had a whole bunch of guests near the end. There is like we needed to rush to make sure everyone got the chance. Yep. So they could come back, particularly Sabrina, whose <laughs> whose choice is like next week. Yeah, she was just on, and she's like. Coming back for what, yeah. Harley and Ivy next week? Uh, probably. Yeah. She's got p- potentially some technical difficulties that are hopefully going to get ironed. Oh, if, yeah. If that's the one she wanted, she's got a couple of backup choices. So if if that ends up falling through, then she'll be on for something else. Cool. But, uh, yeah. But uh, what that meant was, uh, hey, if you want to be on twice like everyone else, uh, you have f- four weeks to go. So pick one. <laughs> so... um. But everyone really stepped up and wrote a lot yeah. of mail, which is great. Very much appreciated, because yeah. for a while there, it's like, oh, can we have some mail, please? Well, Otherwise, I have I, to talk to Matt. <laughs> it's not even that. It's, what are we going to talk about? We've, we've like, I think we've kind of uh, covered most of the bat topics mm-hmm. so far, no? I mean, is there anything you feel like we haven't spent enough time on? Not really. Okay. Sometimes I think about getting in depth on, like, com- some of the comic stuff, but that's kind of it. Yeah, I mean, what we tried to do briefly at the beginning with the post-atomic horror is like set up a blog and review the, you know, the, the novels and comics mm-hmm. and stuff, and we got bored of that. And the, I feel like that would probably happen again, but I mean, maybe not. The, th- the thing is, I don't like I don't like reading anything other than what I currently feel like reading, you know. And I'm just <laughs> yep. I'm just not reading any Batman stuff right now. Like, yeah, you want to hear about I mean, 80s could... fucking X Men spinoffs? I'm your man, but that's about it. You could go back and read ones you've already read, though. That's no? true. Like, I'm not trying to to suggest more work for you, because I'm definitely not mm. doing it. But you have definitely maintained a long-running uh, comics review blog before. You could. That is true. Do. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, again, I'm not trying to sign you up. That's stuff I just think about sometimes. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let him know. Mm-hmm. Peoples, if if you want to hear what Matt has to say about comics, like tell him and he'll feel bad and then have to do it. Yeah, that's how I work. I guess. Is it? I don't know. I mean, look, I'll feel bad anyway. So I mean, it'll just be about something else. Yeah, fair enough. Um, One thing I did want to talk about real quick is 
as and I, I've mentioned this briefly as we review, but as we do approach the halfway point and, and sort of defining where the halfway point is kind of interesting mm. to me because we're right at the point where I feel like the show has completely gelled. Oh, yeah. Like there were some great episodes right out of the shoot. Don't get me wrong. Like in the in the first, you know, five days of episodes, like that first week the show was on, mm-hmm. there were some outstanding episodes. But in terms of the look of the show really settling on a on a certain thing mm-hmm. and like certain characters like Mark Hamill said he only found the Joker in his last appearance and Harley Quinn is sort of fully formed yep. now and like you know i think all the major villains have been introduced at least once mm-hmm. at this point we we're pretty much where the show's exactly where it wants to be you know yeah exactly and we get you know 30 or 40 episodes like this mm-hmm. Until they, I, I guess the new Batman Adventures, I would assume, jumps ahead yeah. in time, yeah, because because uh, Dick's a little older. Mm-hmm. That's what we bring Tim in too, right? Yeah, but we have no frame of reference. Like he could already be eight years old, and that could just—I I suppose that's true. Tomorrow, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's what I was trying to compare it to something that we could like. Dick's the only thing, and he's mm-hmm. he's in college, so he's not that much older. So I don't know. Maybe they say. They probably don't, but anyway. He just shows up. Hey, Batman, yeah. I'm Nightwing now. Oh. oh, no. Now he's like this. You don't understand, Batman. <laughs> yeah. It's the same voice, but no, it's Mopey. I locked myself in the Batcave so I could work on my poems. Okay, here's here's the here's the easiest way for you to relate. Mm-hmm. I think of um, uh, pre-changeover Dick as Hank Venture mm-hmm. and post-changeover as Dean Venture. Yeah, that checks out. Like like emo goth D. Yep. But right now he's still Hank. He's still excited to be Batman. And Dick, he's still, you know. Dick saw his first goth chick and went through puberty. Mm-hmm. You know, that beautiful time in a young man's life. Mm-hmm. I know it well. Uh-huh. Look, we've all been there. Our uh, our homecoming queen my freshman year of high school uh, had a giant spiky black mohawk. It was amazing. Oh, no. Yeah, she was, she was something. Uh-huh. A uh, personal friend of our friend Beeves, actually. Oh, that's nice. Because we come from a small town. and Everybody you know, knows everybody. Everybody, everybody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyway, all right. Uh, so let's let's jump into the mail. Yeah, shall we? give us some mail. Take us the to mail few, town, Al. The first few come t- came to the post-atomic horror uh, email address, because you remember when we first started, oh, we didn't really yeah. have a... So, uh, so bear that in mind. Dear guys, how do you uh, think that Star Trek is like Batman? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. First one comes from Lauren, and Lauren um, is sort of responsible for this show mm. in a weird way because we got to that point with Star Trek where, for the second time in like a year, we had completely run out of things to to talk about. Yeah. If we had waited, this was February or March, I think, when Picard ended. Uh, Maybe April. Yes, I could probably find that out pretty quick. Yeah, it was it was early in the year mm. though, and I know Lower Decks didn't start until August, so we yeah. would have had a run of about six months where we had nothing to do. With yeah, it. we would just had to have watched everything in the world again. Yeah, and that was that was an interesting experiment once, but we'd done it. No, you know? and like, like no, thank you, honestly. Yeah, and we had we had covered some fan films, we had recovered some early Star Trek that that we feel like we could have done better mm-hmm. or we had new opinions about or whatever. Like we, we'd really tried every angle we could think of. We did a whole show about video games. Yep. Like we, that we was really... fun, but we couldn't have done it again. No, we covered, like we gathered up every Star Trek video game we could find and played it. Like you came here yep. and we spent the weekend just playing through them and kind of taking notes and then talking mm-hmm. about them. And it was fun, but 
we did it. Like, they didn't make 50 more Star Trek games in the meantime. No. So. I don't think they've made um, any Star Trek games in the meantime, so... I have no idea. I know CBS is not very good with that brand. No. But Unless you want to crack into Trek Online, which, no. I mean, that's there's a market for that. It's not me, but no. there are people out there who like that. Um, But anyway, so we were kind of like, oh, God, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know how long we have to wait. And also, we're getting a little burned out on Star Trek. We haven't loved the last few. Like, yeah. the card was pretty good, but the end kind of didn't well with that me. That was and, a rough ending. And, uh, like, it turns out Lower Decks I wasn't all that into mm-hmm. anyway. So, like, you know, do we keep doing this thing we, we're not even that pleased with right now? Yeah. Or do we move on? And uh, Lauren had said, had heard us mention many times before that we wanted to do the show. And he's like, hey, you guys... Why don't you Why don't you give that a shot? And I was like, No, 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 we're not doing that. And then I talked to Matt privately. He was like, Hey, remember when we talked about that Batman idea? Mm-hmm. What do you think? So, so really, this is all. This is all thanks to Lauren. Yeah. So, so thanks, Lauren. Yeah. Uh, he said, Thorin. God, I am so jazzed about this podcast, and I can't believe it's actually happening. Oh. The DC AU shows have always seemed to me just very real. These characters in the world they inhabit are possibly more fleshed out here than any characters in any animated movie or TV show to date. Mm-hmm. Sure, there are supervillains and insane plots to wreak havoc on all its inhabitants, but the amount of heart, emotion, and humanity covered in every scene cannot be overstated. The meta-human adventure is just beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I've said many times, these are the definitive versions of these characters for me. Sure. And I know you you have much more of a background on the comics. I mean, they are less way, the definitive version for me, but this is like, uh, that's not going to say these are not important for, mm-hmm. you know, the comic nerd I would eventually become, God knows. Mm-hmm. No, and the thing is, I had already read a bunch of the comics and had kind of, like, soured on them. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I, I come and go, and DC, honestly, I, I read strong early on, and I have, haven't really come back to at all. Sure. <laughs> like, I, I read DC a lot in the mid-80s to mid-90s, mm-hmm. but uh, since then... It, it comes and goes, you know? Yeah, I mean, every, you know, that's comics. Sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's... Identity crisis. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was about when I had picked them up again and dropped them again. Uh-huh. And I was tracking with that book for a little while, too. I mean, it was gr- it's great until it's not. And then it's real yeah. fucking bad. Yeah. But then there were, you know, this crisis and that crisis. Sure. And I'm not into that stuff. Well, and, like, if you were a uh, JLI guy at the time, uh, DC yeah. hated you personally, so. Yep. They sure did. Like, and they did not make a secret about it. <laughs> nope. And that book was so popular. Yeah, I don't get, I still don't, to this day, I don't understand it. Like, I'm not the JLI guy that you are, but, like, it's a good book. No, I, I'm sure you must have enjoyed it. It's got everything you like oh, about yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why they were so disparaging of it. Like, uh, whatever. D- DC Comics has this thing. Uh, and it pops up all the time where it's like, we need to be the most serious thing ever. And anything funny does not have a place here in our serious, important universe about a guy in a bat costume and his friend, the flying man. But you can have both. I know that. And you know that. That's what I like. That's, And I've said this many times and I will say it many more times. That's one of the things I like about this animated mm-hmm. universe is... They managed to give you all the different versions yeah. of these things. You could have a serious-ass story about Batman's murdered parents, mm-hmm. and then the next week, fucking... I mean, I don't think Batmite shows up, but it gets pretty goofy. Sure. 
Like, not as goofy as the Brave and the Bold gets. But no, but, it's, it's like, it can get, like, the characters can have fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, for every, like, super depressing episode, it's like, oh, Harley showed up this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's depressing aspects of her for sure. <laughs> Definitely. She is the ongoing victim of domestic abuse. I mean, that's, look, all of that is definitely true, but also, you know, she's yeah. funny. She's cute and fun. Uh-huh. I know. Would you say at this point, seriously, mm-hmm. trying to be as objective as you can, and I know that's difficult, uh-huh. that the DC animated universe is more realized and more successful in terms of hit or miss than the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe? I would say that just th- that is true just because it has uh, much more of a, like, there's one person sort of controlling it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Marvel's I mean, got that too with uh, with Kevin Feige, I guess. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It just the the DC animated stuff seems like it has a more coherent sort of really thing going. I guess. Like I I defer to you. I haven't seen a Marvel movie in a while. I just I, I burned out on them. I'll probably come back. But yeah, I also I fucking love. Uh, the Marvel movies, like... Yeah, I know you do. That's why I asked. I figured you'd be in a good position. Like, that's the only other thing I can think of that has covered sort of so much ground, mm-hmm. where it's brought in most of the characters, and they all inhabit the same world, and you have different stories with wildly different tones. Mm-hmm. You have, I mean, <laughs> just compare Thor 2 to Thor 3, You are not kidding. Just uh, off the top of my head. But there's, a, you know, there's a lot of different tones yeah. throughout that, because, you know, they understand that the Marvel Universe is a universe, mm-hmm. and not just... Iron Man, like, Iron Man with a hammer, Iron Man with a shield, <laughs> Iron, you know, like, they have to do different shit. Sometimes it's Iron Man with a hammer, Iron Man with a shield. There's definitely yeah, Iron I, Man with a magic power. I mean, they found something that worked early on with that yeah. first movie. They found that magic mix mm-hmm. of a little bit of self-deprecating humor, but also, like, some some good, like, human drama. Yeah. And, hey, that works. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, but I'm just like, that's the only other thing I can think of unless you know another one. Not that sort of done this much. Like, I think that's sort of always been the, the cool thing about the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that they pulled this off. Yeah. You know, like we, we didn't think when, when the first Avengers dropped, we were like, there's no fucking way. Yeah, man. But like, like the, I remember when I was a kid, the fact that all of these cartoons tied together and like the Batman Beyond was just them going yeah this is the this is the spin-off in the future when, of Batman the when Bruce series. gets old this is what happens yeah exactly to him. Mm-hmm. and I remember having the thought when I was young when I was young and Justice League came out going oh well, second hang on a second you guys did Batman Beyond so how are you going back well because they filled in the middle yeah. part I'm kind of dumb sometimes you know they no, I get it. I totally get that. But you get the you sort of get the middle step. The mm. how did he go from kind of making jokes and having friends to being this bitter old man by himself? And you see that slide. Yeah, it's great. and it's all there. And like yep. doing the, the 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 Batman Superman team up was a huge deal for me when I finally saw it because I couldn't oh for god, a long yeah. time because Canada. Mm. But like when I finally did, it's like, oh my god, they actually did it. They did what they could, what I've only ever seen them do in the comics. Mm-hmm. You know, crossovers used could... to be a huge thing. Now they're everywhere. But like, yeah, no, 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 I get it. Like I said, I mean, the first Avengers movie was what twenty twelve. Yeah, but then I, I mean, there were four 
Marvel movies, mm-hmm. one of which didn't do very well, but there were four Marvel movies and, and it was a giant crossover between the four of them. And what? Yeah. No. What? But they made it work. Mm-hmm. And, and then it got bigger and bigger. And you could argue it didn't work as it got bigger, but that's that's not for me to say. Yeah, exactly. Because I haven't seen that movie. I have no idea. You could say. I can say. It's very good. Okay. Not everybody agrees with me, but I fucking love that last movie. No, I can hear Flonk screaming right now. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> hey, he's got his own podcast. I don't know. I he never can, have he been. can dispute me all he wants over there. Mm. Oh, yeah. At some point, both Matt and I, in separate appearances, mm-hmm. will be showing up on what is it called? New? new because bit, it was new it, and a bit alarming, but then they called it something else for this. Yeah, it changes forever for whatever they're doing. I can't. Ah. Now and a bit forever, I think it's called. Uh, the cats one. Yeah, that's yeah. But like I say, separate appearances with yeah. our wives. Yes. Uh, talking about cats, mm-hmm. the movie 2019's uh, adaptation of the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Something that I can say right now, you and I have no fucking opinion on, and my wife actively loathes. Oh, I thought you did see it and have an opinion. I've never seen it, and. Mm. I was told the bit is that I shouldn't see it and I should come in and talk as ignorantly as possible. Ah. And so I did. <laughs> no, I have seen it. It's terrible. I uh, mm, I have no opinion. <laughs> it's not for me. It, that's certainly true. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one also comes from Lauren. It's nice he to says, know that this is only the third podcast I've listened to this week with an opinion about cats. <laughs> Rum tum tugger. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, this one also comes from Lauren. Greetings, citizens. Hello. Matt has mentioned this show's music a couple of times mm-hmm. now. For anyone who's interested, a company called La La Land Records has released actual bona fide soundtrack albums for Batman and its spinoffs. Ooh. I listen to them frequently and I highly recommend them. Yes, I actually own those and they are fantastic. Oh, cool. Some of the tracks included are the sexy saxophone serenade for Bruce Wayne and Lois Lane from World's Finest, nice. my favorite episode. Hey, mine too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the futuristic bearded Superman's journey music from Hereafter, Al's favorite episode. Yeah, that's way the fuck up there, too. Yeah. The wonky garbage overture from The Last Laugh, Matt's least favorite episode. <laughs> oh, no. That, I, oh, dun 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 Yeah, I loved that. dun 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 Okay. Uh, a few people at the very beginning, this takes us back to April when we started, mm-hmm. asked what order we were doing the episodes in. Ah. And I think we've sorted that out now because I think it's production order, but we're doing them basically like we're watching them off our DVDs. Yes. And like, we're... I mean, I ripped my DVDs, mm-hmm. but like, but we're going off from of... the DVDs yeah. that I own. And so just the order that they decided to release them. So hopefully that's all. Sorted. Yeah. This is why I'm glad we're doing the uh, like we do the uh, next week. We're doing this thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like, you know, the produ- like, it's not like when we did Trek where it was just it was obvious what was what was coming next. Like, ah, it's it's honestly it's a thing that I've fallen into. I have a little cheat sheet right mm. next to me, right next to my microphone, that says uh, at the end of every episode, guest plugs. Next episode, give the email address, the website, and our Twitter. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why I give the same spiel in the same order every time is because I have a little note here sure. to remind me. So. But that includes telling you what happens next time, because I don't know, that just feels like a thing you're supposed to do. Yeah, next time on Batman. Especially if we have guests mm-hmm. that, you know, like people have a lot of opinions about our guests. I, li- and, uh... I like doing that, and I like doing the, uh, well, what's this one about? I don't know, mm-hmm. but from the, the title card, I can guess this. Right, exactly. Uh, let's see, this one comes from Nerdimus Prime. Hello? 
One thing I remember, and it may not be accurate after so many years since I heard this, but they chose an intentional anachronistic time frame. It doesn't actually match up to a real-world era mm-hmm. intentionally, because Batman doesn't really fit in any era, honestly. And by doing that, it ended up more timeless. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I think. Like, yeah. I like shows that go with that sort of timeless... Like, that's why you and I get into this thing with uh, with our Star Trek fanfic show Endeavor, where you tend to write more colloquially, more that naturally. That is entirely more, true. The way people speak. Mm-hmm. And I know it's more stiff to write it not like that, but it also will date it less. I mean, true. I think. That's that's why I tend to not do that. But it, that's that's a thing that we can hash out between ourselves. Yeah, of course. But my that's point what is editing that's, is for. I, I'm not just going to edit out your opinion. We, we make no, the but we can just, like, we edit together. Like, we go over the well, script, right, right, you right. know. Yeah, no, we always do. Um, I thought you meant like when I when I do post production. Oh like, God, no, no! You're, I know okay. you better than that. I mean, sometimes I would, but you know, there's eighty there's eighty fucks in this script, Matt. Mm-hmm. I know that's why I called it Fuckulies. <laughs> I definitely get them to do alternate takes mm-hmm. on on those, and then I kind of choose what feels good. Yeah. And sometimes the fuck feels right, mm-hmm. but sometimes it doesn't. You know. Um. Uh, Another one from Lauren. Lauren, I think, came in hot and heavy at the beginning. There's a lot more from a lot of other people later. So Look, I'm uh, glad they're excited. Don't, don't worry, he's not a he's not a stalker. <laughs> he says, I'm sure I sure I'm glad it's just me who hasn't dug those direct to video uh, animated movies, specifically the ones that stand apart from the regular DCAU continuity. Mm. Yeah, we've been reviewing those on our uh, on our Patreon by the Yeah, way. you can check those up for uh what, a buck a month now? Well, it's as little as a buck a month. Yeah. Like if you can give more. You can more, give it it more and we'd could. love that. Yeah. Yeah, but we will give you access to everything mm. for as little as a dollar. Yeah. Like, we don't, what we don't want to do is gatekeep and say only people with a lot of money get, like, we're not a business. Yeah, that sucks, especially right now when money's kind of tight for everybody. Yeah, this isn't, we're not exactly selling it, so it's it feels weird to say this content costs yeah. this, because that's not really how it works. It's just, we could use some money for operation costs, mm-hmm. so whatever you can afford is great. Yeah. And if it's only a dollar, that's fine. Um. But, uh, yeah, we've, we have um, released, I think, the first three or four. Yep. We've, we're working a little ahead, so we've done the first four or five. But, mm-hmm. uh, we did, uh, what, Green Lantern last week, yeah? Yeah, which won't be dropping until December or January. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, Lauren says, I think you guys may have helped me pinpoint exactly what my beef is with these things. Besides the fact that I'm not a heavy comic book reader, maybe a lot of these are just too literal and not really adapted for the screen, or perhaps not really suited for a wide audience. Mm-hmm. Character choices and story beats sometimes just don't make sense to the average viewer. Plus, I've noticed that the animation, while having a high production value, often seems to lack the stylized design elements that were such a crucial part of previous shows. Mm. Therefore, each movie winds up looking very boring and too much like everything else. I I don't know about that. It depends, but I've definitely remarked uh, on my distaste for, like, the super overdeveloped costumes they seem to insist on using in a lot of these things. Yeah, I don't always like the choices, but I feel like there is a deliberate design aesthetic to each one of them mm. it's not like they all look the same is what i'm saying sure like each one of them has a sort of a not completely unique but mm. it you know stands on its own i think uh he says i actually really did enjoy one of them though wonder woman controversial opinion i liked it way more than the live action one mm, sorry we disagree yeah i wouldn't agree with that but it is a good movie it was pretty good yeah. uh little more sexist than i recall oh yeah i forgot about how shitty steve trevor was he was completely unlikable Really was. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple of weeks now, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what I did last night. So, <laughs> okay, this one comes from David. David, Hi, David says, "Hello, you wild and crazy guys. 
In the introductory episode for Poison Ivy, you mentioned that the Venus flytrap monster looked like um, a Georgia O'Keeffe painting. <laughs> the proper term for this, which I weirdly learned while down a Wikipedia rabbit hole about accidental baptismal fountain design. Oh, ancient <laughs> baptismal fountain design. No, no, I like the first one better. Okay. Is yonic. All right. So if it looks if it looks like a dick, it's phallic. If it looks like a vagina, it's yonic. Huh. You, sir, saw a terrifically yonic monster plant. <laughs> that's good. I, I wish I had any memory at all, because that's a good thing to know. Yeah, man. Um, Gonna write that down in my statue book. Do you have a statue book? I mean, I do now. Right now, it's just a notebook with the word yonic written down in it and underlined. But uh, do you, are you a statue spotter? I mean, maybe. Oh, all right. Not a lot of right statues around here, book. so I keep kind of I'm kind of bored. But you know, well, our, around here, I assume you mean your like apartment. Yeah, the is... only place I can go. Yeah, because well, we're still in quarantine. Exactly. There's no statues here at work, so I don't get to look at a lot of statues. Sure. I mean, you have a lot of action figures and such. Do you not have any like busts or like you know? Busts like... have always been too expensive for me. Like ah. I can justify spending you know three hundred dollars on three action figures. But $300 on one bus that I can't play with uh, doesn't, like, I've never really been into that sort of thing. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Closest David I've got also... is a spot cookie jar. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, I remember. I think I've eaten cookies out of that. I'm, I'm certain you have. We used to, when we would do videos uh, here at my apartment occasionally, we would put it mm -hmm. in the foreground. Right. David also says, hey, all, I've got an easy one for you. How might a Hong Kong-based Batman do his thing when justice rests somewhere else than with the police and the courts? Would that harden his fascism, or would that tension soften it instead? I am very, very unfamiliar with how Hong Kong uh, operates, so I don't mm. know that I could answer this with any authority. I would Maybe like you've... to watch that. That sounds cool, but... Mm -hmm. and there must be an Elseworlds, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Or like... uh, there was something where he visited Hong Kong a couple of years. Like, there was a... Graphic novel he went to Hong Kong a couple of years ago. Yeah, but going there from America is different than being based. Oh, yeah. I think, I think what David here is getting at is like, they're it seems like their justice system is structured mm -hmm. in a very different way. Like, what would that mean for his his mission? And unfortunately, I can't. I, yeah. I have no idea. I'm surprised I'm I didn't sorry. touch on that back in the Batman Inc. days. Like, they did a ton oh, yeah, of like, hey, this yeah. is what the Batman of here looks like. I love Grant Morrison going back and reading like, ridiculous comics where Batman wears a sombrero mm -hmm. in Mexico and says, you know what? I can make this cool. And he did. Yeah. I don't know how he managed, that, but he did. That murder mystery arc with the, uh, like, on the island with all the with the Batman of men of many nations is so fucking good, and it has no right to be. Yeah, no, that's one of those ideas where it's like, you need to put that away. That's never going to work. Yeah. Well, okay. No, I'm bringing I'll back. Take it back. I, I'm bringing back El Gaucho, the Batman of Mexico. Okay? Oh, please don't. Please don't. That seems Scottish like a white dude. That seems Please. like a terrible fucking idea. That seems deeply problematic. But he made it work. Mm -hmm. And I can't speak, you know, if if a Latin person wants to write in and say, "Nope, sorry, that white guy did fuck it up." I I, uh, I defer yes, to you, of definitely. course. But uh, but it seemed at least on the surface to not be overtly pro problematic. Mm -hmm. So, that's good. All right, uh this one comes from Jason, uh Jason Wallace who was a guest on the show and will be again. Hi Jason. He says, writing this now so I don't forget about it, it's no secret that the last few years have been a rolling trash fire. Uh -huh. That trash was mostly middle school grade orange-tinted square pizza grease by volume. Oh, pizza grease by volume. And also racist. And accordingly, our collective relationships with truth, justice, and the American way have been burned to a bat crisp. Mm. 
Here in our darkest timeline, where the rich get obscenely richer, the police are paramilitary stormtroopers, and the rule of law is more of a suggestion, like pants, as Homer Simpson would say. <clears throat> How does Batman fit in and enrich our lives, despite being, on the surface at any rate, and depending on the writer, of course, an obscenely rich, white, cis man ignoring our social contract for his own brand of moral values and violent judgment? Don't get me wrong, I clearly love Batman and his adventures. I was even on a Batman-related podcast recently, the name of which escapes me. What? But the conversation needs to be had. Does Batman need to fundamentally change to better reflect our times? Are there enough redeeming elements to the character that make him worth preserving in his current form? Or does he need to be quietly filed away with other problematic folks like the Mandarin, Extraño, and Star Fox? Okay, this is a topic we touched upon very briefly mm. and then didn't. And... I'm going to say, without rehashing a, a private discussion I had with a very long-time listener of this show, mm -hmm. we lost a very long-time listener of this show, I believe, uh, exactly because of some of the things we said about our opinions of, of the police. Mm -hmm. And I tried to handle it as civilly as I could. I didn't want to be an asshole about it. But I feel very strongly. I talked to Matt about it. He feels very strongly. This is a hill we will die on. Yeah. Like, we may lose more listeners, and I'm sorry, but we are in a place where, like, not to be glib, all mm. cops are bastards. Yeah. Like, it's I, I don't, I mean, yes, I think that, but that is a very reductive thing. The argument that, and again, I don't want to unfairly try to represent this person without them here to defend themselves. But the argument they tried to make was, I work with cops. I know a lot of cops. I know that they do a lot of good things. I'm sure they do. Yeah. But overwhelmingly the fact is like that cops can enter the home of a marginalized person while they're sleeping and murder them. Yeah. And, and not get in trouble for it. And other cops won't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Still nothing has happened. Like, like that's one example among so, so many. And yes, you could say, well, that's that's only a few bad apples. That's fine. Yeah. What are the fucking other apples doing? Yeah. And like I am I refuse right right like right now when this is like when this is such a massive problem all the time. Mm -hmm. Like you and I live in fucking Seattle and Portland. They fucking yeah. occupied my downtown. Yeah, we like had a police precinct that we like I say we, I wasn't involved, but yeah. you know <laughs> that's like saying we my my city's sports team did a thing. Yeah. But yeah, in Seattle, we had a big incident earlier in the summer where they took over a whole police precinct. Yeah. So like our two cities are some of the most affected by this. Mm -hmm. It's it's rough, man. Yeah, like where I'm not and, I, I'm not fucking backing down on this shit anymore, you know? Like it's too important. People are dying. No, but that said, it is it is in no way particularly helpful or brave <laughs> or anything else for us to use our Show where we talk about a cartoon uh -huh. to safely talk about th these political things from our basement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to soften it. But I'm also not going to act like I'm doing something brave. Yeah, of course. It's just that's how I feel right now because it's all failing and falling apart. And I, I don't I don't like it. Yeah. And what I said at the time, I think it was the episode Flonk was on for, mm -hmm. was... On our Discworld show that Amanda and I do, we have to basically pretend this is a fantasy world where the cops are good. Yeah. And that's that kind of extends to Batman for me. This is this is in so many ways a 
grown up mature version of these characters mm-hmm. but i look at it the way i looked at the cops when i was seven which is they're here to bring down the bad guys and help people yeah exactly it's an it's for me it's an it's an aspirational thing like yeah this is it's nice to have a world where this all works you know yeah and mostly when we when we judge the show we judge it on those merits and we try not to compare it to what's going on outside because that's not really fair like my the things I watch like the things I watch for entertainment often differ than from my actual my feelings about how things happen in real life. Of course. Um like I I don't know if anyone's noticed this or not, but I'm not a fan of guns in any particular yeah. fashion. Um me neither. Uh I watch the fuck out of some John Wick movies though. You know why? Cuz mm-hmm. they're fun and they're fake. Right. No, and there's a difference between a setting that uses elements that would make you uncomfortable versus a message that is against what you believe. Yeah. Like, aren't those movies basically, I haven't seen them. I don't know, Mm. but I would guess they're about an inherently good dude who's been wronged and is going for revenge. Well, inherently is not the best. Like he, he did used to be a hitman. Ah, okay. See, I thought they killed his dog and he was coming out. Well, he, he's retired hitman and then they killed his job or his dog. So he came out of retirement to kill every mobster in the universe. See, I think that's justified. Mm-hmm. You don't fuck with a man's dog. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what the... F- they even say it in the movie, which I love. It's just like, you killed his dog? What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. But that, that's, the like, all I know about yeah. that. That and, you know, it's Keanu. Like, Keanu Reeves, who really can only do the one thing, mm-hmm. but man has managed to successfully do that one thing and find new ways to do I it. I mean, that's the and thing, man. He's very good at that I- one thing. Oh, no. I And I say this as a fan of old movies. Mm-hmm. Cary Grant could only do one thing, too. Sure. It's just his thing was be handsome and Cary Grant, mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas Keanu Reeves is be handsome and be. go whoa. <laughs> it's a little more than that, but not much more. Uh, you, no, you, also he, you don't have to dig kinda, too deep. He also kind of lost the Ted voice in Bill and Ted, which disappointed me. Well, it's been but like thirty okay. years. Uh, yeah, Alex Winter didn't lose mm-hmm. it. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think I think the best way is to just to, it's just like. Pretty soon, mm-hmm. Batman's friend who came from Krypton is going to show up. Yeah. And a guy who made out of Ghost Fast. Mm-hmm. And a guy with a magic ring. A guy and who a, made know. out of Ghost Fast is very good. That's not mine. That's that's an old meme that always makes me laugh. I wish they'd put that on the cover of his of his book. He's made out of Ghost Fast. He's made out of Ghost Fast. <laughs> Jesus isn't Christ. That, isn't, that the, isn't that the concept of the Flash? That's the absolute concept of the Flash. You nailed it. That's how it's every not episode... Just that he, it's not that he can run fast, it's that he's made of some kind of energy that makes him go yeah, fast. Yeah, no, he's made out of ghost fast. Right. Say it at the beginning of every episode of the live action show, I'm Barry Allen, the guy made out of ghost fast. Mm-hmm. I go I know, faster I than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think like we're going to be asked to stretch our you know suspension mm-hmm. of disbelief more and more as this universe widens. And I think I think that just started with, okay, Bullock is the only bad cop in, like, in this universe. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Because I, it would break my heart to think that our hero was on the side of all of that. Uh, yeah. There's stuff like even like you even now you got to walk like like a fine line. Like there's only so far I will go even with Batman these days. I watched the trailer mm-hmm. for the new the new movie, which I am not excited about at all. And there's a bit where he beats the ever loving shit out of some ga- out of some like mob guy or whatever and all i can think to myself mm-hmm. is that seems excessive 
Yeah, that's the thing is like the whole idea about Batman is the cops aren't doing enough and he can take things into his mm. own hands. And it's like that is that that does not track for me. No. The, the, the nice what we need is someone more violent than cops who don't even follow the rules that they follow. Yeah. Oof. I, it's nice to have a fictional universe where where you can watch Batman fight some guys and go, well, none of this is real, so that guy is nothing but good, and these guys are completely evil, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Real world, world don't work like that. No, but But really, it never has. No, it hasn't. Batman, like, Chris Nolan did an okay job of extrapolating what a real-life mm-hmm. Batman would look like. That's the closest I think we're going to get to how this would work in a, in, in the actual yeah. world, like, like technology-wise and everything else. But, like, it's never been an idea that should work in real life anyway. No, like, of course not. In any iteration of him. Yeah. Maybe Adam West, because he was deputized and he was always respectful and mm-hmm. he never overstepped. But but that's about it. Uh. All right, let's see. Next one comes from Scott Zioko. Hey, Scott. And he says, so how many Jokers? <laughs> you piece of shit. I love you, Scott. You goddamn piece of shit. <laughs> he continues, so the Arkham games take a lot of the same voice actors, uh, with uh, which with my highly flawed logic leads me to believe that the Arkhamverse is a continuation of the animated series. So what horrible thing happened in between to make them look so different from each other? Thanks, and I will hang up now. <sighs> that you can say that sort of starts that way mm-hmm. uh, by saying, like, you could you could say Arkham Arkham Asylum, like the first one, could be a follow up to uh, like or set series. in the animated series. You could you could you could make that assumption. Okay, but those games change so drastically after that. Like, if you the further that's the only get, one I played, yeah, so I couldn't say. But like, you get into the the like the later ones and like and uh, origins when it comes out, and like they change so drastically that like the, that person mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense to me. So maybe there's like a like a it's like a branching reality thing. I could see that, but even like you're you're even going backwards with. Uh, Oh, I guess yeah. Like, origins implies yeah. Like origins is like a thing. year two set game. It's got the first appearance of the Joker in it. Um, oh, good, the Joker. Yeah, I was no. hoping they do something with him. Oh no, trust me. They advertise the crap out of that game as like, hey, we're doing a Batman game that's like the main villain's Black Mask, and I'm like, that's really cool. Uh, stepping away from just having the Joker be the bad guy, uh, mm-hmm. and then the Joker shows up. Um. Uh-huh. Arkham Knight, spoilers for anyone who hasn't played it. Arkham Knight is set in a world where the Joker died in the game beforehand, and um, mm-hmm. the Joker's still the main bad guy. Oh, for Christ. Uh huh. Well, there was at one point a, um, uh, like when they were still talking about keeping the Tim Burton slash Joel Schumacher universe alive, mm-hmm. there was talk of like the fifth movie. I'm sure you probably read this rumor being maybe Harley Quinn or something. And like, oh, yeah, I do basically remember that seeing sort of like weird visions of the Joker so they could bring Jack back. Yeah. As like the, the, the madness vision of the Joker. Yeah. And that might've been all right. That might've been fine. You know. I st- yeah. The only thing I remember about that was that the pitch was that uh, Sarah Silverman was going to play uh, Harley, like an extremely I mean, young Sarah Silverman. Yeah. No, she was a around that time. Yeah. Young, so. I, that could have worked. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it depends on who was doing it. Yeah. It was like anything, you know, like, Anything's good if you're just like, oh, what if this was about what the movie was about? 
I mean, I don't know. I think Nick Cage as Superman would have been objectively terrible no matter what. I but mean, that's, you're that, not wrong. That's me. And yet people would have loved it. Of course they would. Because people love that guy. I read that Kevin Smith script. It was not very good. Mm. Uh, was there a giant spider in the third act? That's that's only something he's referenced about a million times now. You know, there might have been. I don't remember. That was I'd so have to have him talk about it for 30 tell. minutes. Yeah, well, you mean 30 years. Uh-huh. Uh, next one comes from our friend Brewtown Andy. Hey. He says, hi, guys. Hello. I haven't emailed y'all in a while because I fell very behind on Pa. Mm. Literally just listened to number 325 on the Andorian incident and breaking the ice from July 2017. Oh, wow. And, it, well, we put out a weekly, like, an hour a week for the last, like, 11 years. I'm sure it's easy to Yeah, you know what? It's, like, weir- it's yeah. weird being inside of the show and, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And it seemed weird to write about shows that were nowhere near you were concurrently. Anyway, I'm holding off on Kids Love Batman until I get caught up because I'm a weirdo, but I still have questions for you since you're doing a mailbag. Yeah. Uh, I believe Batman the Animated Series was designed to not be a serialized show, so you can just drop in on whatever day it was airing mm-hmm. and enjoy it. However, have you noticed threads of serialization in the show? Would the show be better if than it is if there was more serialization, or would you prefer it without? We've definitely talked about oh, this. Oh, yeah. And I like when they... I, I think honestly, the level that they're doing now is pretty much good. This is exactly sort of what I want from a from a Batman cartoon. You know, I don't need much more than they, much more serialization. It than depends. This. They will pick up on it though. Mm. Like if 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 the story calls for it, they'll say, "Okay, here's Clayface again." Yeah. Remember what happened with Clayface last time. But also, you can do ha- like here's Clayface again. You don't need to know what happened last time. Last That's time. true. It's just Clayface again. Right. But I do like stuff like like I liked Roz showing up to sort of like predict yeah. him showing up later in the series, you know, because he's a big deal. Yeah. No, there's there's a little, you know, bits and pieces of that. Mm. I, I feel like there's definitely things that should have happened before other things, as as we've mentioned. with oh, yeah. Robin, where we should have maybe gotten a little time without Robin before he showed up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, whatever. Hey, it's the third episode, Batman. No, he was in Christmas with the Joker. Oh, my he God, was he was, too. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Batman. <laughs> you old Batman and loan. <laughs> See, now bear in mind, and we've talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit, but bear in mind that my, as I said, these are the these are my definitive versions of these characters. Sure. So sometimes you hear me say things and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't like the Flash. You're like, what are you talking yeah. about? The Flash is great. Like, I, I haven't heard you bite down that kind of anger in a long time. I really like the Flash. <laughs> I know, and I like Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and we got into it. It was interesting. Yeah. This is one of the Patreon episodes, by the way. Um, it'll come up again in Justice League. You like trust me, mm-hmm. um, but it's because my main vision of the Flash comes from this. Sure, and I'm pretty sure we talked about Robin at some point, and I said I don't really like Robin, and you, you just again, you're just like, what? How could you? What? How? How do you not like Robin? Yeah, man. And I think, I think you get it now. Oh yeah. Well, it's just you know, I read a shit ton of comics, and Robin in this is not very good, and it makes me sad. It makes me sad every time he shows up because mm-hmm. he could be so much better. Well, Tim will be. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I got that to look forward to. And I like Tim in the comics also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, because he wasn't Jason. Oh, Jason is so bad. Mm-hmm. Beat him with a crowbar. Uh, I th- um, I'm going to tell you this. They've beaten him with a crowbar enough at this point. Oh. <laughs> oh he's already dead. <laughs> nope. Time for more beating with a crowbar. Because if, uh, th- if there's one thing the Joker loves, it's going back to doing shit that he already did. It's his favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, not being in- entirely unpredictable and never doing the same thing. Hey, remember that popular that popular comic I was in? What if I did it again? 
it wasn't even that popular. The whole point of that 900 number thing was to boost interest because nobody was really reading it yeah. at that point. And then the movie came out and everything was fine. Mm. But like for a while there, I mean, I'm not saying they were in danger of being canceled because that title never would have been canceled. Sure. But as I remember it, that stunt was to like raise interest. Yeah, I buy it. Because people didn't care. Uh, let's see. Andy also says, what is your favorite part of the retro art slash design tone of the show? I like the, I mean, I love the buildings. Mm-hmm. Just the backgrounds are gorgeous in this show. Yeah, they are. I don't know. It just, I mean, it, it's good to look at, man. No, and, and as the previous listener mentioned, like, yeah, it is kind of a pastiche and it's meant to be timeless. Mm. And of course, I mean, we make the joke, but yes, of course it is. But what I like is they, they tend to like, it's all consistent. Mm-hmm. Like when we had the robots, it all looked like sort of future of the 40s. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Everything looked like that. It wasn't like a mishmash of like what a robot would look like now mixed with some 40s stuff, mixed with some like 60s stuff. Like it was very much like they picked an era mm-hmm. and I liked that. Uh, he says, finally. Uh, so robots would be my answer. To that. I'm just I'm looking at a love, picture of Mr. Freeze robots. right now and just like, fuck, I love this. Well, that was that was Mike Mignola. That yeah. was like that was a special. They got example. my they got my number, basically. Yeah. Uh, he says, finally, what has been the most surprising part of your rewatch with a critical eye so far? I rewatched it a year mm-hmm. or two ago, so not many surprises for me. Yeah, I don't know. I like it's pretty much the way I remember it. You know, mm, I've caught you a few times. For instance, you assumed you didn't like um, Rupert Thorne, and mm-hmm. you've, you've taken that back. That is true. You thought you liked Robin, and no, like a, a few things you kind of assumed from when you were a kid. Yeah. Or, from comics and you're like oh no that's not this that's way at all. that's the one is uh i thought i'd hate the mob episodes and for the most part they're pretty mm-hmm. good they're spaced out well mm-hmm. is why if we got five in a row oh, i yeah. would find them a little tiresome but they're mixed in with the supervillain stuff and the more personal stories mm-hmm. and the you know the, the wacky ones and like i think that's why again serialization doesn't matter so much but why episode order mm-hmm. makes a big difference yeah it's why we shouldn't get three Mad Hatter episodes all within, like, ten episodes of each other. Yeah, or four episodes where someone turns into an animal in a row. Right. Like, they should they should have looked a little... And I know a lot of that has to do with the production schedule of yeah, a 65-episode order. It's impossible. Yeah. But I wish they could have controlled that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the pacing... But again, back in the day, unless you were sitting down every single day at 4 o'clock or whenever it was watching, like, this wouldn't have affected you anyway. No. You probably... Like people said, watched it when it was on. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I get it. Like, they weren't quite planning for DVD just yet. Mm. Uh, Tidro says... Hi, Tidro. Guys, hi. What are your least favorite and more favorite villains so far? Hmm. You want to take this one first? I mean, let's see. Least favorite so far. I mean, I fucking hated the Sewer Dweller. Or the Sewer King. The Sewer King. Matt, please recognize his title. I'm the king of the sewers. Mm-hmm, I don't just sure dwell is. in the sewers. No, of course not. Anyone can dwell in a sewer. Uh huh. Kings are royalty. <laughs> please. You guys met my best friends, these crocodiles. How about these children I'm abusing? We had this conversation on Twitter the other day about who, like, who's the who's the most intimidating Batman mm. villain. And you seem to think it's the penguin for some reason. <laughs> I love the penguin. I don't think he's the most intimidating. I think he's the least intimidating <laughs> of everyone. And um, 
the the listener we were talking to said like uh but okay but what about those shitty one-off ones like the sewer mm-hmm. king and boss biggest and was like okay but those guys both managed to use enough force to make people work for them mm-hmm. the penguin couldn't do that penguin's just the trying penguin to get can- a date the penguin can pay them, but <laughs> he couldn't threaten them with force the way the sewer king or boss biggest did. So no, they're more threatening. Someday you'll I understand. I will not. I look, I for real though, mm-hmm. I am willing to be convinced. I would love to see a version of the penguin that convinces me, oh, okay, I get yeah. it now. And maybe maybe he'll show up. I really have very little memory of him in this series. I don't know. I honestly, like, I don't think we get that many more episodes with him, if I'm being honest. I I, I, I'm pretty sure we do. We got half a, season, a series left. I mean, we've been at this for six months mm-hmm. and 50-ish episodes, so there's still a lot to go. That's true. There's still 50-ish more to go. Like, there's anything, a lot. anything bird-related. I'm positive he doesn't. He might not become the full-on mobster. He might. I don't remember. Mm. But he definitely owns a high-profile uh, uh, nightclub mm. later in the series, like the Iceberg Lounge. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he definitely appears at least in that in that in iteration that, at yeah. least once. All right. So, instead of just sort of the loser rich guy who who has flippers, mm-hmm. he's he's got some power and some agency. I'm I'm cool now. But definitely least favorite is the penguin by by a sure. country mile. What about you? No, I stand by the sewer king. I fucking hate that guy more than Boss Biggest. I do hate that guy too. Mm-hmm. Sewer king's more fun to do. Yeah, that's true. I didn't Boss Biggest that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't remember. No, I think so. not much before. <laughs> prefer screaming. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh-huh. Best um, villain. Um. Who. So far? Yeah, so far. Or total, yeah. Hmm. I think... I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, if you're I, one guy who who irritated him one day, the Joker's a pretty good one. Well, I don't know. The Joker, at this, at this stage in the series, mm. has had just as many bad episodes as good. And I say bad in the context of this show. No episodes have been truly terrible. Sure. But, like... Like the Joker took a minute to get to where he needed to be. Mm-hmm. I think Clayface. I was just thinking Clayface, honestly. Clayface looks super cool. I understand his motives. Yeah. He's got really interesting powers. They always bring out the A animation team, which isn't like an in-world answer, but you know. No, he I always really he always looks good. He's only been in a couple of episodes, but they've been they're well written and they were exciting. Yeah, it wasn't contrived when yeah. they tried to bring him back. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, would so say far, Clayface. Clayface kicks ass. Yep. yep. Uh, this one comes from Bob. Hey, Bob. Bob says, if you were to recast a voice in the animated series with any other actor who's played that same role in any Batman media, who would it be? Ooh. That's a good question. <laughs> Bearing in mind that one of the reasons I like this series, as I've made pretty clear, mm. is I think the voice casting is, you know, perfect. Yeah, basically. So. Ooh, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> um, Alan Tudyk is Clayface. Do pretty good. No, I like I like uh, Ron Perlman. I almost said Ron Swanson. Yes, also very good. Honestly, <laughs> so I just got this image in my head of uh, Clayface taking his computer out to a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Erase all pictures of Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's a joke answer, but I stand by it. Mm. Tommy Lee Jones is Two Face. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. 
And I think TV, you know, Richard Mall TV's Bull from Night Court is is a very good choice. But mm-hmm. uh, I mostly just want to hear Tommy Lee Jones not approve of people's shenanigans or whatever it was. Uh, I recently learned that uh, uh, Rachel Bloom played Batgirl in Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'd give her Batgirl mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, Melissa Gilbert's good and mm. uh, Tara Strong's good, but yes. Rachel Blue would yeah. be excellent. I, I had no interest in Batman Turtles, but that almost got me watching. Because <laughs> I love Rachel Blue. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, that would be a good choice. Uh, the thing is, like, a lot of these guys are just the perfect voice casting already, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't want to bring, like, who the hell? I like Diedrich Bader as Batman, but I'm not going to bring him into this. Like, no, he's, of course he's not. great on uh, Brave and the Bold, you know? Yeah, no, he he's good as that Batman and also as the one in Harley Quinn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's a here's a legit choice. Mm. An actual improvement. And I don't know the name of the person who plays her on Harley Quinn. But I like Poison oh. Ivy's voice there better than... Uh, Amanda pointed this out, and now I can't not notice it, that, that Pam has this ridiculous, breathy, sexy sort of baby talk voice that in is. this show. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Come on, Batman, Batman. I'm going to throw a pumpkin at you. And it's a little like... Uh, Whereas... Um, uh, whoever it is that plays her in Harley Quinn has sort of a, like a, a deeper, I don't want to say masculine. That's not the right way to say it. That's not like, also it's not a, it's not a, a, any kind of observation Mm. on the character itself. It's, it's just kind of that lower register of tough voice. Like, uh, like Rosa in, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine has that is Lake bell. Right. Is her name. I love the voice. I love her. Fantastic. for, For poison ivy. I think I think she would be a much better choice than who they have for uh, for her now. Yeah. Uh, okay, this one comes from your wife. Oh, Zap! Now your now your email got here. Zap says, "Why does Matt insist on denying the existence of Sweet Tooth, the best Batman?" Oh, for fuck's sake! Uh, is is this is this did I walk into some weird marital? This dispute? is the character from. Uh, the Batman musical. Uh, what Batman musical? There's this Batman stage musical that came out years ago. No, there isn't. Bat, hang on. I think You're it's called that up. What the fuck is it called? Holy, some, it's holy something, Batman. Of course it is. Um, Batman musical. I love the 60s show, but everything that references Batman doesn't need to reference the 60s Yeah, here we show. go. It's called uh, Holy Musical, Batman. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might be good, but that's not a good title. It's not that good. I've seen some of it. Okay. It's one of those th- it I've seen it and it's like it's some very broad Batman parodies mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff where I like I personally went like well it doesn't actually work like that. I mean if it's funny who cares but yeah but if it's yeah. not then But anyway there's a character in it uh called uh Sweet Tooth who's like a uh candy-based villain. And Mal okay. brings him up all the time cuz I'm like that dude's never showed up ever. And apparently he was in like one one issue from like the seventies or something. Well, then so, he's canon. Yep, showed me. I would say I would say the closest thing to that is, and this goes way way mm. back when we were doing a sketch comedy show. Mm-hmm. You wrote a sketch where Willy Wonka was a Batman villain. Oh yeah, fuck. That's what I think of as Sweet Tooth, mm-hmm. the Batman villain, because he's got such a Jokerish quality about. Yeah, basically. Where's like purple velvet murders children. Murders children and like you know can swing violently from from you know nice mm-hmm. to evil like 
at the drop of any hat. That was a good sketch. I was proud of that one. Yeah, it was a good one. We had some audio issues, unfortunately, or I'd clean it up and yeah. post it now. But like, uh, one of the voice actors we had at the time just did not have a good microphone. Mm. So. It happened. Yeah, I know. Uh, also, are you guys going to do Brave and the Bold? Because that show rules. <laughs> that is not the scope of this show, but no. I wouldn't, like, maybe someday if we really don't want to go back to Star Trek. That no. that show, I, wa- I was watching it while she was around uh, mm-hmm. for a good chunk, like a couple of months back when I was watching it. She fell so in love with Booster Gold. Mm-hmm. Just as, like... Uh, like one does. Uh-huh. Just as, like, <laughs> the asshole fuck-up character. Mm-hmm. He's great. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. And I love uh, Billy West as uh, Skeets. Oh, that's weird, because he also plays him in JLU. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I guess if you need, like, a little buzzy robot, like, you know. Right. Or, but, uh, or a guy who's a friend of a buzzy robot. There is a fantastic JLU episode uh, focusing on Booster Gold that's sort of like uh, 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 the Zeppo from Buffy, mm-hmm. where there's a whole other adventure happening with the justice league that he's on the periphery of and you never really see you just see like someone flies by and they've been shrunk mm-hmm. and then then they fly by and they're like glowing blue <laughs> and then like and you never know what the fuck's going on and he's just like crowd control please stand back superman's got this handle <laughs> it's, it's very good it's very that is very good yes it is all right next one comes from devlin all right hi devlin and she says dear club kids which by the way that is i think what our listeners are called because yep. The show KLB Club. Yep. Like like down at the potty club. So they're club kids. Here in the club, uh, we all fam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so happy you're finally, finally doing this podcast. I'm a casual comics reader and only really know the DC universe mm. through pop culture osmosis. Listening to club and watching the episodes you don't hate has been a great primer, not only for the characters, but for how Batman has changed in tone over the decades. So much more fun than slogging through whatever the comics discourse is on the internet these days. Oh, you ain't kidding. What are your personal favorite DC story arcs? Is it a crisis? What even is a crisis? There's some more questions, but we'll start with those. Crisis is uh, DC's definition of like a big crossover. Uh, it started back in like when they would do the JLA, JL or JSA crossovers. They would do like the crisis on two worlds. Yeah. What what happened? If, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Is they wanted to keep the characters that were created in the 40s going yes. without aging them, so they're like, okay, there's a there's an alternate Earth where these guys are still relatively mm-hmm. young and still working. So like, there's a golden age Batman that exists, yep. but also there's our Batman that we follow, and every now and then they get to meet each other, mm-hmm. and that's that was kind of a cool idea. Yeah, and then when uh, it got to the 80s and their continuity was so fucked up that like not even the writers knew exactly what the fuck they were doing, uh, they did Crisis on Infinite Earths. Which was supposed to be like the biggest crisis of all. Yeah, just sweep it all off the plate and start all over, mm-hmm. which came from a good place. Oh, okay, two things on that. Mm-hmm. First, the continuity didn't get fucked up. People just started thinking about it too much, yeah. is what I think. Like, yes, of course, if you think if you if you drill down, it makes absolutely no sense. So so don't do yeah. that. But okay, fine. If you're gonna start with a clean slate, that's great. How long did that last? Ten years? About ten years. If that? Uh God, when was because uh... then it was um, uh, Parallax? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say uh, zero, zero hour. hour. Yeah, zero hour was early '90s, so it lasted maybe ten years. Uh, I think Crisis yeah. Infinite Earth was '86. Uh, yeah, and and it was '95, '96 when uh, like Parallax and all that shit happened. And so. I mean, once you do a big thing in comics, uh, you will do that big thing every five years forever. So then we get like Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis. It's well, basically it's a, just shorthand for like 
big DC crossover. Well, it's a it's a um, I would call it a diminishing returns thing because the first one was huge mm-hmm. and lasted ten years. The second one was pretty big and lasted five years. Yeah. The next one was moderately big and lasted about two mm-hmm. years. Like it just keeps getting less interesting yeah. and less less like impactful. Mm-hmm. And I have not cared about one of those in so long. I mean, Final Crisis is pretty well written, but that's a Grant Morrison joint. So, like, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime you do one of those big crossover events, and, mm-hmm. and this extends to Marvel as well. This isn't just a DC thing. If you have one unified vision for it and yes. one editorial team guiding it, it's good. Yeah. But if you're just sort of assigning writers pieces of it mm-hmm. and they don't want to do it and it's obvious they don't want to do it yeah. and nobody's on the same page, then it's ugh, it's terrible. Yeah. Then you get the Spider-Man clone saga. Or Avengers versus X-Men. Mm-hmm. One of the worst fucking things I've ever read. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Have you not read the gift issue uh, 13? It's very controversial. <laughs> Grind that axe. I've read a lot of bad comics, Matt. <laughs> Look, you and me both. Um... So uh, she said, oh, uh, but she did ask, what are your personal oh, favorite God. DC stories? Um, and you're you're much more qualified. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck me. Um, really good DC stuff. Uh, fuck. Morrison and I would, run on. I'm a big Grant Morrison fan, obviously. Um, I It took me a long time to warm up to Grant Morrison. I thought he was sort of weird for weird's sake. Mm-hmm. And I came around and I love, obviously love Doom Patrol. But like you had recommended his Batman run mm-hmm. for me, which was sort of the middle of last decade or yeah. two decades ago now. It's like probably the, about two decades. Yeah, it was back when I was working yeah. at the comic store. Yeah, I I forgot it was 2020 now. Yeah. I thought last decade was 2000 to 2010. Yeah, I want to say maybe um, like, yeah, 2010 around then that was probably coming out. Yeah, about 10 years yeah. ago. And, and I was like, oh, Grant Morrison's always so complicated mm-hmm. and I have a hard time following. And I did eventually have a hard time following, but for the longest time it was very good and very streamlined and took a lot of pieces, as we talked about earlier, from batman history and made it good and interesting the the philosophy about the morrison's batman that i love is he goes everything happened everything for the past 80 years all that stuff happened to one guy in his in his very weird life Mm -hmm. so you get you get like the gritty crime stuff but you also get batman's adventures on mars or like batman of zuranar all that like all that weird shit and it results in some really fucking good comics. Yeah, that's my preference. Is a world that can hold all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, anyway, go ahead with your uh, what with else? Your recommended. Uh, his run on JLA is also very good. If you just want straightforward, really good action superhero stuff, I couldn't get past the art. I'm just not into that that sort of late '90s art stuff. I mean, that's but... fair. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's oh, fuck. Um. Uh, the new Mr. Miracle comic I read last year, that fucking ruled. Mm-hmm. Um, good God. Uh, fucking <laughs> Starman. Mm-hmm. Hitman. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Well, since we're talking about men, mm-hmm. like something man and also uh, Grant Morrison, mm-hmm. uh, Animal Man. Yes, cool. Animal Man fucking rules. Mm-hmm. That's gr- but, that's great. Uh, I I love the fucking like the fourth world stuff that get or uh, the fourth wall stuff that that book gets yep. into as it goes along. Yep, agreed. The um, the the one where uh, spoilers. The one where Animal Man goes to like the limbo of unused DC superheroes is so fucking good. 
Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, Ambush Bug did that 10 years before, but yeah. Before? before? Really? Yes. All right. Yes. yes. This, you definitely know more more about Ambush Bug than I do, so I'm going to... I, I can't defend it as a good character mm-hmm. or a good comic. It just came at exactly the right time. Sure. It was sort of like you graduate from Mad Magazine to sort of the next sort of not entirely funny, but there's nothing else funny available thing. Oh, yeah. Like, that was it. Everyone... Amb- your ambush bug is my blue devil. Mm-hmm. I thought you just liked blue devil because he looked cool. He does look cool, but also that book was funny. Oh, all right. Also, uh, speaking of ambush bug, there is a, a... No one remembers this comic but me. Some people from the old Brian Michael Bendis message board mm-hmm. remember it because it was my avatar the whole time. Uh, the Heckler. Oh, was my a six, God. That's six right. issue miniseries by Keith Giffen. Uh, around that same time with basically it was like a a, a wacky sort of Spider-Man mm. meets Bugs Bunny type trickster character fighting crime. And I thought it was very funny. And I reread it recently and it is actually very funny. Oh, nice. Well, um, Keith Giffen fucking knows his shit, you know. Yeah. And I uh, we've talked about JLI mm-hmm. extensively. I love that. Um, we've t- I don't think we've talked about this on the main show. Um, we talked about it when we covered Green Lantern, but I love Emerald Dawn. Oh, yeah. Which I am just putting on my device to reread because we mentioned it so much. Yeah. But like, as, oh, this is why I like Hal Jordan. Here's a good origin story. It was right after in uh, the first uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths happened, they rebooted everyone and everyone got a new origin mm-hmm. story, and that was his. And I liked it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what like uh, all the DC stuff I like came in the 80s to the mid-90s. So like, sure. I'm going I'm to very narrow, like... Feel yeah, there. Most of mine's nineties to. Uh, yeah, aughts. both of us when we were when we were teenagers, yeah. basically. I think that about. Comes yeah, that'll work. Uh, and she says, "And what are some of your favorite Batman story arcs?" Please don't say Killing Joke. I know about Killing Joke. I don't care about. Killing I, Joke. you don't need well, to know about Killing. I was thinking about this today, actually. Um, one thing that I would recommend that not a lot of people that I'm aware of re- read because it's not collected is um, I was a big fan of Legends of the Dark Knight for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, it was basically. Um, a bunch of like, like, re- like, they would get a bunch of different like writers and artists to do short Batman arcs, and they were all sort of set in like year one, year two. So like pre Robin, right. um, there's a ton of good stuff in there by by a ton of really good uh, uh, writers. Yeah, they and were artists. like up, they were like up and comers at that yeah. point, right? Like people who would go on to be very big comics guys. Yeah, you get like Morrison was in there, Dwayne McDuffie. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a Garth Ennis one. Um, mm-hmm. Alan Grant, uh, so on. That stuff's yeah. It was Matt it was Wagner, kind of like an anthology series. Yeah, because there wasn't a ton of like continuity between the stories, as I remember. Yeah, like I read a bit of it here and there. I remember a story where, it, and we were in the deep and the gritty version of Batman, mm-hmm. but like they decided that Batmite was a drug induced hallucination that some crackhead <laughs> had, and I I kind of liked yeah. that. All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that'll work. All right. Um, Mike X says, hey guys, hey. I've been loving the show, except maybe that one episode with the guest who talked about robots. What was up with that guy? <laughs> I'm excited to hear your thoughts about the rest of the DCAU, especially my favorite, Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. I'm a Spider-Man guy at heart, so I love seeing Tim and company shove Bruce Wayne, Peter Parker, and Miguel O'Hara into the Brundle machine. <laughs> Speaking of future Batman, I can't wait to hear what you guys will have to say about Return of the Joker. Are there any DCAU stories or moments that you're especially looking forward to? Are there any that you might be dreading? I mean, I have said many, many times, mm-hmm. World's Finest is, like, the pinnacle. Uh, I'm looking forward to Superman just in general. Like, I haven't seen much of that show, 
Uh, you will be so pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. There is, like, their guiding thing there was Jack Kirby. Oh, nice. They are Jack Kirby all the time, and that's the most palatable a lot of his ideas were for me, mm-hmm. was those, those versions. There's a fuck ton of all that uh, fourth world stuff. Awesome. But not just that. A lot of the character designs. There was a alternate version of the character designs that came out not too long ago where it's like they would have looked more like the 40s, which I love. Yeah, I saw that. That was really cool. But what they had said was, but what we decided was everyone, everything needs to look more Jack Kirby. Like sort of a cross between the Bruce Tim House style and Jack mm-hmm. Kirby. So everything kind of goes in that direction. The whole, not just the characters, but the aesthetic, the backgrounds, the the action, the the choice of characters. Mm-hmm. Is all more Jack Kirby. He's in those big stocks a lot, you know those uh, the the Kirby stocks as they're called, where yeah. you like your 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 body's making an X and your hands and your feet mm-hmm. are in those things, and there's a lot of shit like that. Energy maces, yeah, and like all the all the shit that shows up in Jack. Kirby no, I love I love that shit. And the last time I saw any animated Superman, I didn't. Like mm-hmm. a couple of years back, I took a summer and just read a shit ton of Fourth World stuff and got super into it. I've never been into that stuff as we've talked about, but we'll get there when we get there. It's so fucking fun. But there's, um, uh, they make an effort to tie stuff together better. Mm-hmm. Like Brainiac's origin is tied up with what happens to Krypton. I, I, I always really liked that as a as a concept. And Lex, they managed mm-hmm. to do the mad scientist and the billionaire and the president, like all yep. the different versions of Lex and and the goofy green and purple suit. Mm-hmm. It all works. Yeah. Um. But World's Finest, definitely, that and the Cadmus arc mm-hmm. are the two, like, things that I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. So. Uh, he also says, if Matt could explain to me exactly what a numbers runner does, that would be great. Why would I know what a numbers runner does? Oh. They run the numbers. I I, I assume it's that whole, like, criminals in uh, in Gotham Kids don't know what the hell that means. They 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 write down the the mob numbers and then they run them up and down the street, sort of like an early version of the stock market, but for mobsters. How do they profit from that? Uh, I don't know. It's like a volunteer thing, you know. But we're no, they're doing it out of the goodness <laughs> of their hearts. But where does the money come from? I don't know. Where does any of this come from? Leave me alone. All right. Okay. I mean, look, you agreed to answer people's questions. I'm just, like, trying to trying to make you do that. I was under the impression that there would be no math. Well, that's fair. And you can't okay, have numbers is... runners without math. I know that much. No, numbers equal math. Mm-hmm. I, that's the math that I do understand. Yeah. This one comes from Chris. Chris says... Hi, Chris. So, I've been listening to your show since the Pa days, which I stumbled upon uh, after stumbling upon Algar's Transformers reviews, always stumbling down the internet rabbit holes we are. <laughs> But never really thought to ask questions for these seasonal summaries, since you're usually quite thorough in your discussions. Mm. But since you're asking for questions for the Batman podcast, here are a couple that struck my mind. One, Batman and Star Trek. Yes, I'm bringing it back to that. Are both franchises that have done crossovers with many other franchises over the years. But the two have never crossed over with each other. If the powers that be sought to potentially milk that untapped idea, which versions or crews do you think would make the most interesting crossovers? Uh, That's a good question. Yeah. um, I have absolutely no idea, but it's a good question. I would definitely, I would do Batman Beyond and Star Trek. Just off the top of my head, I th- honestly, mm-hmm. I this is very broad. This is a very broad, unfounded idea. But I sort of think of different versions, uh, like di- the different series, the way I think of different Trek series. Mm. Where like this is obviously the original series. Batman is where it all started. Sure, and then Justice League would be like next gen. Uh-huh. 
and like sort of building on those ideas and making a bigger world and a more interesting world, but it's still kind of the same thing. And then like Batman Beyond is more like the DS9, sort of the darker one that nobody mm-hmm. knows about or likes. And uh, I don't know, then that sort of makes Static Shock Voyager. That's not really fair. But, <laughs> you know, I, I like I said, I hadn't really thought this yeah. out. But, uh, you know, I think what I'm saying is I think different series, because they have such a different feel, would maybe work better crossing over. Like, I think this Batman might make more sense with, say, Captain Kirk, whereas, like, you know, Batman Beyond would make more sense with Cisco. I will say this. I would kill, kill to watch the Adam West Batman team up with uh, 60s Star Trek. Oh, absolutely. That would make me so happy. I mean... Fucking shows up in his bat spaceship. Yeah. That's... I mean, they made a... They made... Well, at least one. I didn't watch the second one. Mm. But they made one pretty good animated uh, homage to the uh, uh, Batman series. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was it like the Return of the Cape Crusade? Yeah, Return of the Cape Crusade. The second one was the Two-Faced one. Right. And Shatner was in that, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Yeah. No, that that sounds fucking amazing to me. But I'm saying through animation or or something like that, you could still do that. Mm. Is what I'm saying. Or you could do sort of like uh, the and the animated series of uh, Star Trek, like the '70s filmation style, mm-hmm. with like I don't know, like super cheesy friends. Super Friends, yeah. yeah, Super Friends era Batman. Yeah, I'd that watch those. That Batman who talked like this. <laughs> Come on, Robin, let's go. You know what I'm talking? About? Casey like Kasem, the, Robin. Yeah, but he's got the announcer yeah, voice, yeah. but it's not like a deep, rich announcer voice. He's like, okay, Robin. Well, Batman. My voice is sort of up here. <laughs> well, Batman, we're taking this down. <laughs> this is your number 10 villains. Are we fighting number runners, Batman? <laughs> or Robin? I'm Batman. <laughs> I don't know, Max. <laughs> I mean, Sam. Uh, Chris, Chris goes on to say, not so much a question, but a silly theory. Mm-hmm. Binge watching uh, the animated series. Sets one up to constantly watch that kick-ass opener over and over to the point that I couldn't help but start thinking the two mugs blowing up the bank are stuck in a Groundhog Day time loop. <laughs> so we say this to every guest who's on the show, but we have long since run out of uh, oh, yeah. jokes for that. It took we watch week. it every time. Yeah. We never we never skip intro. Well, no, because we need to like we need to li- like line up so we can watch. It well, not just that. Like... When I watch it by myself, I don't skip that yeah. intro. It's a great intro. I like the music. I like the the action. It's a it's a fun. Yeah. It's, it's short. Um. It's not like the Enterprise theme song where I never want to hear it again. But um, it's, yeah, we've definitely made that uh, made that inference as well. Uh, he says, forever doomed to keep blowing up that bank, only to be thwarted by Batman every time, except Batman is totally aware of the loop. So to him, it's another in an endless sequence of stopping these same crooks over and over. With this in mind, I can't help but imagine his close-up glower grows ever more irritated with each episode. <laughs> I like the idea that these crooks aren't allowed to successfully rob the bank until they do it correctly. I mean, we have noticed since, like, week two mm-hmm. that they are not stealing a damn thing. No, they're, they're just, just blowing, blowing up, up a bank. bank. Like, they don't like banks, I guess. Yeah, that's their first problem. You guys gotta stop blowing up the bank and try robbing it. Oh, robbing the bank. Man, we never would have how... thought of that. That's how you make money. We gotta tell the numbers runners about this. Oh, man, I've been setting money on fire my entire life. No wonder I turned to a life of crime. <laughs> really? I thought it was because you sounded like Fred Flintstone. That part is also true. I used to hey work at a quarry, and then a bowling ball fell on my head, and now I'm a mobster in whatever the fuck time this is. Also, I curse. <laughs> in Harvey Birdman times, of course. <laughs> 
God, that Harvey Birdman where he turns into Tony Soprano. Yep. Where Fred Flintstone turns into Tony Soprano. So, so, so good. You want to talk about shit directly made for you? Yeah, no. I mean, I have long maintained that everyone gets Flintstones references. I don't know why the show wasn't any good. Yeah, no. Everybody gets Flintstones references and nobody likes Flintstones. No, but it's it's the closest thing to like, and I don't know if this is true anymore, but mm. like when I was growing up, even into like the 2000s, like it's a weird sort of universal pop culture reference yeah. that everyone gets, but nobody really likes it. Yeah. That's the thing. That shit's <sighs> going away now. Like, you know. The Flintstones? No, modern kids don't know fuck, like don't know what the fuck the Flintstones are. I mean, they know the vitamins, I assume. I mean, maybe, but, like, that could be, like, I would treat that the way I'd treat, like, the Lucky Charms leprechaun. is just like, yeah, sometimes cereal has cavemen on it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Are they, I mean, do they even read as cavemen when you just see them on a thing, though? That's an excellent question. I don't think that they do. I don't know how much kids know about cavemen anymore. I don't know now anything that about kids. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot like that discussion about, like, the icon, I saw this the other day, I think Bob had retweeted mm. something about this, like the icon of the camera on your phone looks like a camera, yeah. and ki- I, like a kid, and I say a kid, somebody who's like 20, mm-hmm. doesn't know what that is. Yeah, exactly, it's like the save th- uh, thing is like a disc. Yeah, it's same thing. Yeah. Or like a picture of a phone, like an old school phone. Mm-hmm. No, people don't know what that is anymore, yeah. unless they watch an old movie. Like, yeah. We're so. old. I mean, I'm much, much older than you. I know, but I'm also old, so I imagine how you feel. (laughs) What I love is when I first sort of started hanging out with you guys, you would make so much fun of me. Oh, yeah. And and, and now all of the things that you made fun of me for, you guys are doing, and I'm just like, yep, Yep. I knew it. (laughs) Oh, I got to go to bed so I can go to work. Yeah, you sure do, huh? (laughs) You wuss. Uh Uh-huh. No, didn't didn't judge you then. Don't judge you now. Mm -hmm. I just think it's funny. Yeah. Okay, this one comes, and I, I believe I've been saying this person's name wrong, mm. and I apologize for that. They have put uh, uh, pronunciation, so I believe it's Simone. All right. Uh, it is an Italian name, so if I got it wrong again, I am mm. sorry. It's spelled like Simone, and I've been saying it like Simone, and it is not Simone, and I'm sorry. Simone. I think so. All right. Hi, Alamad. Hi. This is Simone from Italy, longtime listener from Pa, and I just wanted to thank you for your new adventure that made me rediscover Batman that I used to watch when I was a kid. Oh, cool. Unfortunately, to my knowledge, that is the only DC animated show that hit Italian TV, but I'm looking forward to try and find English versions of the next show to keep up with. Ooh. No question here, but just a pledge to keep your entertaining shows. Keep up the wonderful work to make uh, you make to entertain people like me. Mm. I don't know if this will help at all. Like, I don't know how this works, but... Uh... Uh, if you have, if you can get it, uh, you know, uh, what is it? DC, uh, no, it's not DC Plus. DC, DC Plus is gone. It, well, it was DC Universe. DC, yeah. It's, uh, but now it's, it's HBO, HBO Max. Now, Max? Right? Yeah. It's like HBO Sam or Max, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's, um, I assume they have all. Yeah. You should be good, except for maybe Static Shock. That one, I'm not sure. What I don't like mm-hmm. is that Superman and Static Shock do not get Blu ray releases. Yeah. Like, Batman did, and Justice League did, and I believe Batman Beyond did. Mm. But So really, Superman is the DS9 of this franchise. Yeah, kind of. Which, I, well, there's that whole thing about you can't, Superman's boring and whatever. Oh we'll God. get into that. We'll talk about that for the better part of a year on this show. Yeah. But he's not, and that show proves it, but 
whatever, man. I, I forget who said this because I follow 8 trillion different uh, com- comics people on Twitter. But someone said, I understand someone not finding Superman, like finding Superman boring. I don't understand DC Comics, the company, finding Superman boring. Yeah, or the Warner Brothers who makes the movies. Yeah, but like, God, it feels like that. Having to edge him up every single time. Every time, man. Like, okay, I didn't like it. I have never liked it. But I'll give you once, mm. if you want to let Zack Snyder or whoever make an edgelord version of Superman one time as an interesting experiment. Sure. Fine. But that's the ma- that's like in the three movies he showed up in, I think it's three. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all he is now. Yeah. That's his defining thing. It's not like an interesting experiment. Mm-hmm. That's just his canonical thing in the movies, and it's terrible. Yeah, it is. I desperately miss like friendly, nice Superman. Yeah, like Christopher Reeve. Yeah, man. I mean, like, didn't you, didn't you say you finally just watched that first one? Yeah, uh, a couple ago? months ago. I just, yeah. I was so desperate for something nice in my life. I watched the yeah. Christopher Reeve Superman, and it was very it's, good. He's just it's a, a very good movie. He's just a nice dude. Yeah, and like. Fuck and it. there's st- he's still interesting, and he's still got yeah like, some weaknesses, and he's still got you know like, it, and the second one's great, yep. and the third one, if you're ready for camp, mm-hmm. is also fun. It's not the same as the other two at all, but if you if you just say okay, this is sort of the Batman sixty six of this yeah. series, it's fun, yeah, and that is all that they made. They definitely didn't make a fourth mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like uh, I, I like Superman Returns. Honestly, it has flaws, but like Brandon Routh plays a nice guy. Yeah, but I mean that was very much a love letter to those other. It ones. absolutely was. You know, Th- that was like the suit. I'm pretty sure that was the Superman three that 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 guy wishes. Yeah, he we it was got. it was basically made as a sequel to Superman two. Yeah, which is fine, I guess. But yeah. I, I don't know. It has its That's issues, right. but it's still better than any of the Zack Snyder stuff. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Come at me. No, on my don't. on my podcast. Uh, no, don't. I don't want to have this conversation yeah. with those people. Ugh. Also, they got their Snyder cut, so they can just shut up. They won't. I know. Fucking chased poor Doc Shaner off of Twitter last week. Doc Shang? Yes. Well, no. awesome carry, awesome endeavor character, Doc Shang. Mm-hmm. This one comes from Spencer. Mm-hmm. Hi. Spencer says, I'd like to start off by saying I'm glad I found this podcast, given that I started a watch through of Batman, and thanks to the, oh, thanks to Subcommander Samus on Twitter for recommending this podcast to me in the first oh, place. Oh, nice. Uh, my question is, did you notice that Sid the Squid was also one of Tony Zuko's many aliases in Robin's Reckoning Part 1? I did notice that. Uh, I forgot. I did not notice it on my own, but that DC wiki definitely pointed out yeah. that they love the alias Sid the Squid. They used it a bunch. Yeah. It it showed up on a on a computer screens some other time as well. Yeah, no, I I it did too actually. I think it was like a like a one of Batman's alternate re- names or something. Could be. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. but like I remember because we watched that uh, like we watched the man who killed Batman for uh, for Pa, and mm-hmm. so when we got to that that uh, that episode with uh, mm-hmm. was to- with you're like the- wait a minute I remember yeah I remember say the squid yeah. Not interesting enough mm-hmm. to actually talk about, but interesting enough for me to go, huh. No, we, we make, you know, we make a bunch of notes, and yeah. sometimes they're uh, sometimes they're interesting enough to share with mm-hmm. you guys, and sometimes they're not. Yeah. We kind of make the call as we go. Yeah. It was much more fun to talk about Tom Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's still more fun to talk about Tom Wilson. I agree. <laughs> What's Michael J. Fox like? He's an alien. <laughs> 
this one comes from Richard. Hi, Richard. Uh, and he, he says himself, not the awesome composer, the jingle guy. Well, you are an awesome composer yeah, man. of a different kind is all. He composes score. You compose short songs. Yeah. They are great. He wrote us, I think, I put them all together on one mm-hmm. page on the on the Post-Atomic Horror site. I think he ended up writing like a dozen little songs based on um, inside jokes and, and yeah. things that we'd said over the years. And they were always so good. I still hum Rom, friend of all children. Mm-hmm. Um, I was recently reminded of uh, Keiko O'Brien, Miles O'Brien's <laughs> Terrible Horrible Wife. But they're all very good. Mm-hmm. And if you go to postatomichorror.com in the extra section, there's there's a whole like a collection of them. Yeah. But um, uh, also, Richard, this is I'm not I'm not uh, saying you must do this. But if if the inspiration strikes you and you wanted to do something for this show, that would be great. Mm-hmm. We they it would definitely be welcome. Yes. But, you know. <laughs> You are you are a free person to do what you like. I am not trying to like you know boss you mm. around, but please. <laughs> okay, he says. Uh, so I'm just hanging on by a thread now, but you have turned that thread into a bespoke handcraft piece of twine, or maybe a slightly frayed grappling hook rope retired by Alfred because Master Bruce has put on a few pounds lately. <laughs> In other words, you are just making things better. Your show manages to somehow combine serious discussions of animation and voice acting with hilarious comedy bits about villains. I still can't even think of the phrase, tight five on the Riddler, without (laughs) grinning from ear to ear. (laughs) The show started out great and has amazingly somehow managed to get better with each week. Kudos to you and your fantastic guests. Exocomp! Yay! Well, I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's nice to hear. uh, I'd like to think we're making anyone's life better right now, because God knows we all need it. Oh my God. Nobody's making my life better. Oh, no, I'm oh honey. I'm kidding. I don't listen to podcasts. It's my own fault. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard people say, like, you know, our shows at their best feel like they're hanging out with us. Like mm-hmm. we're we're friends and they're part of the group. And I, 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 if that if that is what it brings to people, I'm very glad about that. I really, yeah. Am. But I think this show has the advantage of us coming off of. The other show after nine years and knowing what, exactly what we were doing and just applying it to a different show. Yeah. So, like, we didn't have the growing pains and the stumbles that another show might have because we just we kept doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, much, much easier. Yes, yeah, seriously. Uh, this one comes from Jesse. Jesse, who said some very, very nice things about uh, our uh, Star Trek fanfic show Endeavor oh, the other day. Oh, yeah. That really brightened really made my day. day. Holy yeah, crap, I needed too. that. Uh, oh, and also, uh, Jesse. I, after all that, and and some praise here as well. I don't want to. I don't want to say. Oh, but also you got this wrong. But uh, you, you have been calling me Ron, and I appreciate it if you would call me Al. That's mm-hmm. all. It's just I, I like the only reason I put my given name out there is so people don't think I'm trying to hide behind an alias. Yeah. But but nobody calls me that. Okay, he says I love the show. It takes me right back to the days of Pa. One thing's one thing I've been noticing as I revisit Batman is that there aren't very many non-white characters that appear. Yeah, that's that true. Too. We've tried to point that out, uh, but they are always played by non-white actors. Yep. Which I suppose puts the show a couple of decades ahead of most animation. Just one more praise to sing about Andrea Romano. Mm. She really was a legend. Yeah, I I've noticed that too, and I really appreciate that, mm-hmm. particularly people of color. But like, not just that. I've noticed some like Latin characters being played by Latinos and Asian characters being played by Asian people, and it's 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 yeah. nice. Um, he says, "What's your favorite piece of casting in Batman so far? Just beyond Conroy and Hamill, of course." Ooh. He says, "As an unabashed Paul Williams fan, I kind of love what he brings to the Penguin, an inspired choice for Batman's second greatest villain." <laughs> Uh, I love Paul Williams as the Penguin. I say it every time he shows up. 
Yeah, and while it's fun for me to rag on the Penguin, I've enjoyed his appearances. Mm-hmm. I just don't find him very threatening. And I do think Paul Williams is a great choice. Yeah. Um, very different than Danny DeVito, which is why it's weird to recon- try to reconcile the, that version of the character with this one. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Because um, he's nothing like Danny DeVito, but he still looks and acts a bit like mm-hmm. Uh, I praise Arlene Sorkin every time she shows up. I fucking adore her. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I I like the character and I like her, but to me, she's just sort of a mid-level character. I do not have the, like, absolute, you know, hearts in my eyes for her that you have. Yeah, you like, also I, didn't go I, through I, puberty while you were watching this show, so, you know. That's true. I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. mostly. Well, <laughs> I was 17 when it started, but yeah. You know. But, I mean, I love the character. Sure. Clear, but uh, I have way more of a crush on Talia. Yeah, or, that's fair. Like, you know. Maybe Catwoman. And Tidros into Zatanna. We all got somebody. Mm-hmm. Or I'm trying to think of some dudes that I that I am into in this show. I mean, Bruce himself, for sure. Sure. Uh, I mean, if you just want, like, a slab of dude, like, you're in luck. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of, like, anyone else who's remotely desirable on, on the male side. There's not a lot. There's not a lot to pick from. Get in, They're all uh, losers and creeps. Yeah. But there's yeah. gotta be somebody. I think, I think, oh yeah, Tidro, because she wanted to mention this on the show and she didn't get a chance because oh. she was like drooling over Zatanna. She also has a thing for, for Jim Gordon. Oh, no, she did get into that in a little bit. Oh, did yeah, she yeah. mention it on the show? I thought, I thought, I thought it came up later. Yeah, she said he's the Silver's okay. Fox and she ain't wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because she called us out for calling him old and yeah. I just, I, I just pointed out that the episode said mm. that he was old enough to be Bruce's dad yeah. is all. Uh, okay. Um. Voice casting. Who's who's your favorite voice so far? I mean, I point this out all the time because I love mm. every choice. Oh boy, uh, to pick one though. I mean, this is I'm kind of I'm kind of cheating because he showed up for ten seconds. But David Warner is Rachel Gould. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we'll get to him soon. Oh my god, yeah. But technically, he's been in this half of the show, so yeah. it counts. Yeah. Oh, he's so good as as Roz. Yeah, he is. Uh, yes, detective. He's got that. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, I love him. <laughs> you know what's weird to go off on a on a bit of a tangent mm. here? Uh, we've been rewatching King of the Hill, which yes, might be the only animated show I can think. Well, the only show I can mm. think of that ran for thirteen years and was consistently good for thirteen years. Yeah, <laughs> just think about that. Like even the Simpsons, the Simpsons at its best was better than King of the Hill ever was. But sure, it only was that good for a few years. Yeah. King of the Hill came out of the shoot at like a seven and it became like an eight and then it just stayed there. That that show is so, like, it would have the perfect fucking one-liners in it. And, yep. like, I think they realized that because they start they would, they would did the, the one quote at the end of every episode, which I used mm-hmm. to love. But what I'm, what I'm noticing is the, inc- like, nobody talks about that show now. Yeah, yeah, it survived in memes and stuff, but, like, there's no episode guides. There's... There's like a half-ass wiki, but there's like the fandom doesn't really exist yeah. as such the way it does for every other show. But the voice gets on that show. Oh, yeah. Brad, Brad Pitt did an episode of that show mm-hmm. as Boomhauer's brother. Yep. Brad Pitt after he became Brad Pitt, yep. not like before he became famous. Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Goldblum was in the one we just watched last night. I love like, uh, the, the one with Snoop Dogg in it as a pimp. Oh, my God. We just saw that one, too. That was so good. I'm straight up repping Rainy Street. And the only lady I'm pimping out is Sweet Lady Propane. Oh, and I'm so pimping good. her out all over town. Mm-hmm. That show rules. Yeah, it does. Um so, but yeah, as far as as far as um 
as far as standout voices on this show, I don't know. Yeah. I say this every week, so it's hard to pick one on the spot. I think I hate to. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Paul Williams. I I love him as the yeah. Penguin. That's fair. Uh, okay, I this never is from Dan. <laughs> this is from Dan. Dan says, uh, "Hi, clubs." No, 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 no. It's uh, it's it's club kids. Yeah, we're club kids, or you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says uh, he's got a few questions mm-hmm. here. What character or aspect of the show do you think most improves on the comics? Ooh. What character or aspect do you think is most poorly adapted? I mean, once again, the fact that these are the definitive versions. Like, I think broadly speaking, what I like is it all works in continuity. Yeah, it comics, absolutely does. Comics always lose me when they expect me to remember 500 issues ago. Comics does this weird thing. Like, comics is constantly reinventing itself, but also constantly, like, bringing up stuff that happened, like, 30 years ago. Yeah. So like it's it's so hard to follow along unless you have a brain that's specially adapted to following that kind of thing and then you're really bad at math or learning a language or mm-hmm. functioning in modern society. But I mean I have that too for different things sure. but not for comics is all. Like if Star Trek ever got that way I would probably know what was going on. It drives me but... nuts that I could st- I still do it like with new characters. <laughs> Like fucking when Ms. Marvel showed up a couple years ago, I'm like, well, that's Kamala Khan and this is her whole deal. And now I'll know mm-hmm. it forever. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You... I don't remember important. No. Now ask me how the Canadian government functions. Well, you don't live in Canada anymore. It's true. But for a long time I did. And it was really bad that I didn't know how it functioned. That's uh, true. Well, and now you're in a place where the government doesn't really function. So, Well, that's the nice thing uh-huh. is I keep. Uh-huh. I keep going, it shouldn't work like that, this, should it? And Mal no. goes, no, but it does. Yeah. No, any American will tell you. This is, like, nobody this did anything about it for uh, 200 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. But particularly no one's done about it, anything about it in the last four years. Oh, certainly. Everyone's ex- like just widening the loopholes and just driving trucks through. Yeah. Did you know there. you can just do crimes and everyone mm-hmm. will go, that's a crime. And you'll go, yeah. No, and then do that'll is, be it. You do so many crimes mm-hmm. and you just keep piling them on that. Before they're even done reacting to the last one, you've done a new one. Maybe this is and just keep doing that. Maybe this is how they never executed the Joker. Could be. You just keep constantly doing crimes every, every day. Don't you dare compare the Joker to oh. him. They are nothing. Alike. I listen. I know. For one thing, I like reading about the Joker. Right. But I, I think the the uh, uh, streamlined continuity in the in the cartoons yes. is by far the thing that has most improved. Yeah. And it all works uh, so well. Like it all, yeah. It it, does. You can you and we've talked about this a million times. You can watch the thread from uh, from on leather wings to uh, epilogue, and it all works. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as far as specific characters, I mean, everyone that's showed up from the comics so far, I think, has worked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anyone that's like the comic. Ooh, the I comic wish, version was better. You know? I'm sure there are. Yeah. I'm, there must be, but I can't think of any. The penguin. There. <laughs> There are well, all right. I don't know. I haven't read a good penguin comic, but I I defer to you that it, that one exists. Sure. I just I haven't read one myself. I seriously, the only good penguin to me is Burgess Meredith, and that's because he's Burgess Meredith. Yeah, great penguin. Yeah, but the penguin we've talked about this a million times. Mm-hmm. There's, that character's such a stupid idea. <laughs> he's such a mess. No, I just I just posted this. And then your wife made fun of me for it. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, a miniseries from a few years ago by Greg Hurwitz called uh, Penguin. I think it's Pain and uh, 
Pain and Punishment, something like that. Okay. I'll find it again. But that was a great fucking Penguin comic. Okay. All right. Um, I think uh, as we get more into this universe, though, we will find uh, not characters that are not as good as the comics mm-hmm. versions, but things that they wanted to do that they weren't allowed to sure. do and therefore weren't as good. For instance, you talk about Booster Gold a minute ago. Mm-hmm. They weren't like they did a good Booster Gold episode, but they never did booster and beetle which is the best part about booster to me is those two beetle never showed up on uh jail you did he he might have been in the background i'm not sure but like they never used him and i know um no on brave and the bold they mostly use the new the new blue beetle right ted corp was every character to... every character's got to be replaced by by like a, a an extreme team version of course <laughs> but you know whatever Am I wrong? I was going to defend him, but I actually don't care that much about the new Blue Beetle. I know a lot of people do, but it's like, I don't have a dog in this fight, actually. I, I liked Ted because of JLI. Yeah. I I did like that they, if they were going to do a new version, they made him a Latino kid. Mm-hmm. Like, that was good. Yeah. I'm glad they're diversifying. That is that is an important thing. But mm. I, I gen- generally don't like the trend of replacing an established hero with a, like, it's that thing where it's like, hey, here's a teenager. You teens like teens, right? Mm-hmm. It depends. It depends on the character. Ugh. I fucking loved uh, the new Adam. Okay. Uh, uh, Ryan Choi. He was fucking great. Okay. He's also in a really good Gail Simone comic for like 30 issues. So like hmm. that might be okay. why. Right. No, and there have been good. I mean, come on. The pitch of Batman Beyond mm-hmm. is Batman's a teenager in the future. Yeah. That sounds so stupid. But it's good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it can be done well. Uh, he says, how would you rank the opening song from the animated series comparison to the other DC animated shows? Well, it's definitely the best. Yeah. But that's because Danny Elfman wrote Yeah, it. I don't have a whole lot of love for I mean, I like the Superman one. Okay. Yeah. But Superman. Superman. Here is a show about Superman. Mm-hmm. But. See this gent? He's Clark Kent. <laughs> Nobody knows that he's Superman. That's that comes from Gav, by the way. That's very good. Yes, it is. But, like, I got nothing for, like, uh, the Justice League theme songs. Which... Justice, League, Justice League is a little goofy, and then it's got that... Yeah. Like, I don't love that. I know you like you some Squeedly. I do like some, some Squeedly, reason, but... but I got nothing for that for that uh, that show. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. I do like the Batman Beyond music. I, I don't remember it, so I'll it's take your word for it. But... Uh... <laughs> I'm such a fucking poser. I, I got into a bunch of old industrial music mm-hmm. for a little while, like, sort of... Late 80s, early 90s, when, like, uh, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, all that stuff was getting big. And I listened to it for a while, and then I decided that the Batman Beyond soundtrack is better, like, <laughs> better industrial music than that. Because I'm such a fucking poser. <sighs> How would you rank the opening song from the animated series in comparison to Enterprise's theme song? Uh, the opening of the animated series is superior to Enterprise's theme song, which is garbage yeah, I... and also poop from a butt. I think I had mentioned, like, I, I never skip this. Mm-hmm. I always skipped that. Yeah. Uh, if you could go back and make one change to Batman, the animated series season one, what would it be? Uh, episode run order, by far. Mm. What would you rank as the best exclamation developed from the show, and why is it gas? It's definitely gas. I guess I'm I'm real sick of that now. <laughs> Too bad. I get sick of things, Matt. Gas! Uh-huh. Since I am overly impatient, any chance there would be bonus content covering Harley Quinn? I mean, yeah, there will be. Yeah. Like, uh, one of... Oh, no. Actually, 
Batman, is it Batman and Harley Quinn, I think it's called? Yeah, we're doing that. But what I'm saying is that's not a bonus episode. Oh, I no, read it's somewhere not. It's, that, a, it's in continuity. Yeah, I read somewhere that it's considered continuity. So we will actually be covering that when, like, sort of like what we did with Star Trek, mm-hmm. where we did the original crew and then all the movies with the original yeah. crew, rather than, like, production order. Yeah. So we're going to do Batman the Animated Series, and then we're going to do Mask of the Phantasm and all the direct-to-DVD mm-hmm. movies, ending with that one. Yeah. Which only came out a couple of years ago. And then we go to Superman. Yeah. So you'll get a whole Harley Quinn movie here in about six months. Mm-hmm. So that's something. Yeah. All right. This one comes from Lauren. Lauren says, as a very little kid in the 70s, I watched Super Friends, the Adam West show, mm-hmm. and maybe even the Filmation version. But that first Tim Burton movie was definitely what made me a bona fide Batman fan. For a while, it was a movie-only guy and didn't really get into the animated series until late 95. Then that became my all-time favorite version mm-hmm. of the character. Even though I was compelled to read a few comics... Uh, I realized the vast majority of what I knew about Batman and his world was from films and TV. In this dreaded age of fan gatekeeping, what are your takes on the possibility, probability, that a sizable chunk of humanity is mostly ignorant of the 80-plus history, 80-plus year history of Batman and comics, yet these posers dare call themselves fans? I just, for the most part, I'm just glad people are enjoying things, you know? I'm too I old mean, to get mad about this shit anymore. I used to. I used to get mad about this yeah. shit all the time, but fucking... Oh, me too. It's not... Look, I wish more people read comics because I fucking love comics. It's my favorite. It's my favorite yeah. medium. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to get pissed off about it anymore. No, no. And I'm positive if you dug real deep in like, I don't know, early post horror or early episodes mm-hmm. of Sarcastic Void, you could definitely hear me griping about this or that. Yeah, like, totally. I didn't I didn't get camp for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. And then kind of a light bulb went off one day where I was like, wait a minute. Batman can be all of these things. Yeah. And I've said this a lot too, but it's something that I'd like to come back to. It's like, he can be Adam West. He can be Kevin Conroy. He can be um, uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. It's all fine. He probably shouldn't it's be all, Ben Affleck, but there's nothing I can do about that. I think he might have been good in a better movie. I know mm-hmm. uh, Henry Cavill would have been a better Superman. Yep. That guy seems great, and he just was around at the wrong yeah. time. It's not fair. but you Affleck, know, I'm not sure. But I've always said in a movie, the actor's playing Bruce. Yeah. When you're Batman, you're doing a scary voice and the rest of it is stuntmen. Or if you do your own stunts, it's still just a lot of flipping and punching. Yeah. There's not a lot of like acting involved. It's more physical stuff. Mm-hmm. So like the actor playing Batman is really mostly playing Bruce. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I like Michael Keaton so much because his Bruce was a played... psychopath. He, well, he was eccentric instead of being sort of the... The playboy type are like the, you know, yeah. the, the nice, the nice, generous type, like in the animated. It's just kind of an eccentric. And I, I like yeah. that. He, like he's doing nice things for people, but he's also just kind of weird. Yeah, this and is the kind of weirdo who was raised by his butler and decides to dress up as a bat at night. I, and that tracks. It tracks that movie, perfectly. I, go, I come and go on that movie. I don't know if it's aged well, but I definitely have a soft spot. Oh, for yeah. It. But but Michael Keaton, I will always love. Yeah. Like and and in uh, Batman Returns as well. Mm-hmm. Just like for all the problems I have with that movie, he is so good. And the chemistry between him and Catwoman is so very so good. good. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, I forget what the question was now. Oh, uh, gatekeeping. Yeah, I, I I'm sure you can go back and find me, like griping about that stuff. But I don't anymore. Yeah. Whatever your Batman is, that's great. Yeah. Super mm-hmm. wonderful. I hope you enjoy our show. If you don't, why are you listening? Yeah, man. We're here for the people who are into this, yeah. but uh, do not feel compelled to listen. No, no one's forcing you to do anything. There's a ton of Batman uh, podcasts you could be listening to. Almost certainly. I mean, we will finish it. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah, about definitely. Us. 
That's 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 the one selling point we have. If you if you like our vibe, that's great. But the other thing is, you know, once we start doing a thing, yeah. we're here until the last episode of the last show. Yeah, that's just, absolutely. Every now and then, I think about like, yeah, it's gonna take about four years to get through this, and it's like, yeah, that's a nice break. Yeah, <laughs> a nice break from what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And people have asked, are we going back to Star Trek after that? I seriously don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's four years in the future, man. We'll see. I mean, it's more like three and a half now already. I guess that's true. It was four from the beginning. So, like, yeah. it goes faster than you think. We're almost like we're halfway through Batman. It's already. nuts, man. I look at the list and just like, Jesus Christ, we've already done a lot. Yeah. No, because it's like, oh, we're only on episode 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that means we've done 52 episodes of Batman. Yeah. yeah I guess that's a lot. Uh, okay, last mail. Mm-hmm. This one comes from Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Brandon says, Gentlefolk and the best member, Amanda. I know she is nearby (laughs) listening for praise by her smaller albatrosses, the name I just made up for her fans. I'm sure her ear is just perked up. Mm -hmm. I'd like to start this email in the way I assume most people have, praising you. Yay. I, I mean, some people do. I appreciate that. This year has sucked for most. Your dedication has allowed people like myself to find some normalcy. Oh, it's Monday. At least I got Algar Productions. The regular <sighs> giggles have helped dramatically in my sanity. I'm so glad. Yeah, seriously, man. Everything sucks right now. It's nice to know that something we're doing is making people happy. No, and we've said this before, but honestly, this is this helps us, too. Oh, yeah. We have something we can show up for every week. We have a guaranteed couple of hour block with our friend i you know i get to hang out with matt he gets to hang out with me we get to watch a show we like we get to make jokes and then we get to bring in other people in our on our jokes our our other friends and listeners it's great yeah this year has been all over the place for me like like look i'm not alone in that but like no i've had some fucking like tumultuous shit go down and it has been very nice to know at some point in the week i'm just gonna fucking talk about batman yeah, and, like, I, in particular, like, I was doing okay for a bit, and right now I'm kind of going through some stuff. But, yeah. like, this is a normalizing influence for me. This is, this is, I can do this. I can, al- yeah. I always know how to do this. Everything else is in doubt, but I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. So, and on those occasions that I don't, you're there. Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing, too. So, yep. like, I got that safety net. It's nice. And we got this this whole rapport going. Mm-hmm. Hooray for friendship. Hooray. We did it. He says, quick question. In 2012, mm-hmm. Bruce Timm produced a series for Cartoon Network that followed Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, titled Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. Did he, did he produce he, that? I, I was aware of this he show. He did. But... Yeah, I'm not sure if that, like, I don't know if this is a question. I'm not sure if that ties into the whole. It is not part of the same continuity okay. that I do know. Because that's, I, I, it took me a long time to figure out what counted. Uh-huh. He says, it only ran one season and was not in the traditional Tim style as it was CGI. I'm not even sure it's directly involved in the universe you're covering, but it checks many of the boxes. So will you be covering that as part of Kids Love Batman? Uh, no, we will yeah. not. Just because, again, it's not part of the same continuity. Yeah. So I never actually watched it. I hear it was good. It, early 2000s CG, I have, like, it would be hard for me to watch. Oh, like but, that old uh, Spider-Man cartoon. I never watched that. I couldn't tell you. Uh. I see. I wasn't a kid in the '90s. The only kids shows I watched were the ones that really stuck out to me mm. as a grown up. And I'm not saying, "Oh, I'm a grown up. I'm too good for it." No, it's just I think the '90s sucked. Oh no! And like this was the early aughts Spider-Man cartoon with Neil Patrick. Yeah, Harris. I know. Okay, as I have no opinion of that. But I'm saying, like, I like unless something really jumps out. Like, sure. I don't. I'm not in the habit of seeking out kids shows unless someone tells me they're great. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't see it. Uh, but yeah, I like I said, there's a few sources I went to to determine what 
counts as part of the DC animated universe, and that is not. So, mm. but Static Shock is, and so is something called Gotham Girls. Oh yeah, and so is apparently a series of web shorts about Lobo mm-hmm. and the Zeta so Project. Uh, well, the Zeta Project is a spinoff from Batman Beyond. Yeah, so that's that's a more obvious. It'll be more obvious when we watch Batman. Sure, but <laughs> some of those other really, there's a Lobo show. Ugh. All right. They're shorts. I think we'll be done with them in a week. We a week is too long for. Lo- I fucking hate Lobo. I think there is a sweet spot for Lobo when he's done right. Lobo's supposed to be a parody of Wolverine and the Punisher and all those like grim, dark killing characters. Yeah, but the problem is that then he turn like it, then he becomes the thing that he's made exactly. Yeah. I know. I fucking hate when that happens. But that's another one of those funny Keith Giffen things. Mm-hmm. When he did it, it was funny. <laughs> Also, he shows up in Superman a fair amount. He he shows up probably as much as, like, anyone but Lex. Oh, wow. All right. He's probably the most, like, he shows up more than, or at least as much as Mr. Mitzias Pitlick, mm-hmm. and probably as much as Bizarro, and as much as, you know, not Brainiac, but, like, sure. just about anybody else. Well, so, you know. Exciting news for that? you Lobo fans out there, I guess. I mean, look, when I met you, your screen name was had Lobo in it, so... Yeah, but that was a reference to, like, the Mexican word for wolf, because uh, I was an idiot. Ah. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure how that tracks. <laughs> I mean, you were, just... Yeah. You know, we, we all were. You knew. Yeah, of course, because I was one, too. Yeah. That's how we became friends. Then we became less idiots together. <laughs> we're two idiots who met on a stupid message board, mm-hmm. where we traded full, our idiot opinions. Mm-hmm. And you said, meet my friend. Maybe she'll become your wife. I did say and exactly did. that. You did. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all the mail. I, I very much appreciate everyone stepping up. Yeah. And, uh, I hated having to beg like that, but. Uh, it worked. We got a good chunk show. of uh, mail. Yeah, we got we a good chunk episode. Yeah. So thanks for that. Um, the next one of these will be when we finish Batman the Animated Series, which I believe is near the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the schedule up. I might in a moment if you want to. If you want me to vamp and just sort of talk uh, so that the people have something to listen to while you're looking at your charts. Yeah, I can do that. I can fill some time for you. Oh, no, quite, quite longer than I. Oh, all right. Well, oh, yeah, because it's 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 already late October. So, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm thinking six months puts us into December, but that's. Two months away. Yeah, no, it's not still March. I know how you I know. I know the feeling. I know. But uh, we're all having that. Yeah, no. No, we will be finished with all of uh, uh, Batman, including those movies, mm-hmm. in about May of next year. Cool. So that's when our next mail show will be, before the show will then turn into Kids Love Superman. Yeah. So we have uh, 58, uh, we'll be going to episode 58, and then Kids Love Superman happens after that. So what I'm saying is, if you want to write to us, don't wait until, like, that week in May. Yeah. Write to us now. We'll get to it when we get to it. We might not remember what you're writing about, so maybe remind us. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that way we might not have to beg yeah. next time. We, we probably will. I mean, definitely. We know how that And works. I say this as the kind of person who never remembers anything. Mm-hmm. Like, people have to remind me or I won't do a thing. So uh, I get it. All right. Well, that's all for this time. Yep. Next week, I believe we are covering Harvey and Eileen. Next I, week uh, Har- is... Har- Harvey and Eileen. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, goes. absolutely. Yeah. You nailed it. And... Oh, and the mechanic, the mechanic, which I think is about the guy who fixes the Batmobile. Yeah. Uh, and then the week after that, uh, your wife will be. Yes. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. For the and Shadow of the Bat two-parter. 
Mm-hmm. And then all of our all of our regular guests that you've heard in the first half of the show will be appearing again. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Uh, yeah. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, it is at Algar at Robot Matt. I'm looking at my little list here, sure. as I mentioned before. Uh, the website is kidslovebatman.com, and the email address is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.